Right. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi. Oh, how you doing? Oh, all right. doing stuff usually i think aren't you playing that game now yep <laughs> which one's that uh kingdoms of amala yeah 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 i read you writing about that a little bit it seems like you don't hate it there's things you hate about how they did it or delivered it to you oh yeah there's a lot you of pistol stuff related mm, mm. yeah i can't even wrap my head around the existence of those games you know like, people really play them? I can't even imagine it. You're just walking around in the Tolkien-esque world again and, you know, gonna level up and stuff. It's like, whoa, no, no, no. I'm not can't having do that. this I can't again. Do, can't do I'm, it. I'm not having I'm this saying. again. We had all this with Skyrim. I'm not dealing with it. I know. It's, the fact that another one uh, came out already. There's, you know? They there, should space those out every ten years. No, 10 years. there should be one every ten days. <laughs> <laughs> there is not. There is not enough of them that you can have. You, you did, people just love it. They love walking around there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. They should love it, but I can't. I can't even begin to think about doing it. It would be so hard for me. It'd be so sad. But I was going to say, hot and cold. You put hot on it, right? Right. And that causes it, it ex- to expand, which you want. And then you put cold on it, and then it contracts, which you also want. I guess that makes the pain go away. I know about pain because I have a lot of people that come into the hospital, and they're like, in pain, give me that Oxycontin. And they're like, you're in pain. We have this whole list of cool things you can do instead of take Oxycontin. And then they get mad and leave. So tell me more about this Oxycontin. (laughs) What does that do? Because I am in agony. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pod. Might as well start now. Welcome to Pod. Talk, oh, we starting? Uh, I will start right now. Um, if you've just tuned, if you've just tuned in, as if I'm recording before then that they've missed. Um, we're talking about my twisted spine, uh, which I broke. Definitely a broken back, I think. Definitely broken. Um, and how would you do it again? And uh, just well, you didn't do it. Of course I didn't do it with any physical exertion. That or no one hit happen. you with a crowbar or anything. It's just in your sleep. Yeah. The spine broke. It happens yeah. sometimes. So um hurt my back. I think I twist and turn violently. Um, but it's stuck this time because this has been going on since Saturday night um, or Sunday morning. So it's been going for a while. Usually it clears up. But, well, usually it clears up as soon as I get out of bed. Like, I'll wake up with a hurt spine, but I'll stand up and it'll be fine and then I'm okay. But it's really stuck this week. Um, ah. Just sitting in the chair sort of every now and then, it will just be like, ha, 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 you have not been hurt for a bit, so I'll do that now. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. I'm, I am Jim Sterling, the reviews editor for Destructoid. Max Schofield's going to be along in a minute. Uh, Jonathan Holmes might be here soon, but in the meantime, I've been talking and taking medical advice from the Prophet Muhammad, <laughs> who is very special guest. 
And you yeah, can tell he's having a laugh, having a good old fun time. Uh, so how are you doing, Moham? Do you mind if I call you Moham? I mean, actually, no, is it because Mo- the last thing you do is want Moham, because Islam, that's a good religion joke, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck I had an awkward moment like that with Hamza once, because uh, I thought it was Hamza before I met him. Hamza is, of course, our, he's the community director now, right? Uh, as opposed to manager, I director think, of I think he uh, communications. Him, yeah, yeah, he crowned himself director of communications like he's on the Death Star or something, arrogant urchin. <laughs> he's also in charge of, uh, I guess he's in charge of the intros we put before our Destructoid videos, because I've been trying to make a new one with uh, Podtoid listener McFly Gold. He's been doing really hard work on it. It's turning out really good. But it's all got to meet the approval of Hamza now. Isn't that weird that Hamza is just a little boss of all these different things? He's just he just crowns himself king. It's funny. <laughs> he is. He is. He just did. It's like I am the king. Is. I'm like okay, Hamza. And Lord of the Flies is what he is. Lord of the Flies. <laughs> well, we are sort of like giant children yeah. on an island of being uh, famous video game journalists. Yeah. And I am that fat one they dropped a rock on the, the head of. Did they, Did they kill that? him? Oh, I don't know. I have, everything I know about Lord of the Flies, I learned for, like second hand. Yeah, I, from I like just a know, parody or something. Yeah, I mean, I just know that there were kids on an island, and then some fat guy had a rock dropped on his head. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah, it's a sad story. Um, Piggy, I think his name was, which is kind of mean. He wasn't really that fat. He's just fatter than the rest. It's all on a spectrum, Jim, of fats. Oh, and yeah. others. Yeah, so, you know. Children, yeah. Are children are cruel. Child- children are cruel. I do yeah. not wish to go back to those days. Uh, Maurice Tan was uh, arguing about one of those sword and dragon games. I think it's a new um, King Arthur one. And I was like, oh, that game makes me feel like I'm a lonely teenager who just wants to kill an orc alone in my room. He's like, well, better than being an old man or a little kid. I'm like, actually, no. Being a teenager was the hardest time in life. That's when people were the most mean, I think. I I would much rather be a kid again or or transport to being, like, 60 than have to just experience teenagehood again. How about you, Jim? How was teenage life for you? It was all right. It was all right, teenagers? I've, I've... Not changed since I was five years old. At all. <laughs> well, you... Yeah, I, I haven't changed a lot either in my own mind, but I'm talking about having to experience that life. Like, when when has your lifestyle been the best? When have people been the best to you? What stage of life has been the best in that way? Uh, I was now? called fat in school, fat in teenager place, fat at college... And fat working for Destructoid. So, like I said, the things haven't changed for me since I was five years fucking old. That's terrible. I'm sorry to hear that. But there's got to be some differences other than that. I mean, now you do get enormous amounts of fan mail. Now you do have people who are so intimidated by your greatness that they won't even talk to you. They talk to me anytime you want. I don't... Oh, Uh, how are you? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I was okay, just saying good. that I think Jim Jim might be in the uh, in the greatest time of his life yet. What do you think, Max? Do you think this is Jim's greatest time of life? I don't know. 
but um, <laughs> I what's a polite way of saying no? I don't no, know. you think he's had better times than this? We no. we get a lot of emails about pedophilia, so I do. I get a lot of emails. Oh yeah, we gotta, all do. I've got to say, uh, a, you do too, a, Max. A, about that, uh-huh. um, I've, oh God, Max didn't want to tell you, Jonathan, but I guess yeah. I, I'll have to do it because I know how like much you enjoy um, certain discussions we have on Podtoid, But I'm going to keep it pedo light this week. No offense, John. Oh, you are. I, I think what you do with it is very funny, um, and I know, you know <laughs> you're probably heartbroken that we're kind of scaling that back. But I think it's it's kind of run its course for a little bit, so we should probably yeah. ease off if that's okay with you, John. I think so. Maybe you think? <laughs> I think I think it has. It's People just, don't it's just seem weird when it, tired of when it, it goes to me. When it goes, yeah. I know because some of them are actually pedophiles. Oh, I mean. When it goes from being like, you know, like a joke where we just kind of fuck with you to people being like, uh, excuse me, I actually, as a trained professional, is it okay if I have sex with children? And it, that's not that's not funny. That's horrible. Yeah, I, think, I think that's the thing, Jonathan, is I think you pushed it a bit too far. And that's yeah. why I decided to sort of step in and say, okay, enough. Let's ease off. Let it simmer down, and you know maybe you know every, once in a while you know do some light joking. But Jonathan, you got to make sure to let them know you're joking in future. Yeah. Okay. I, well, wow. I uh, had a great, um, I had a great idea for something. It's an it idea. Is. is it pedophilia yes. or not? <laughs> oh, no. We'll have to wait and see. Um, <laughs> the idea is, Jim. Yeah. What if you and I? Went over to Jonathan Holmes' house and just ruined his lawn. Just, just <laughs> ruined his front lawn. <laughs> That'd be. Can you imagine how like how happy Jonathan Holmes would be to wake up, look out of his window, and see us in the front lawn with shovels just digging holes? It wouldn't just have to be shovels. It could be like you know maybe one maybe one week. It would always be a different way to ruin mm. Jonathan Holmes' lawn. Yeah. Just, what if we ruined your lawn? Like, it, you know, it, it wouldn't even be during the day. It would be maybe at night. We'd come by at night with uh, a bulldozer or, you know, I don't know, maybe a steamroller because yeah. we don't know how to drive a bulldozer. So we're just ruining Jonathan Holmes's lawn. That would be, I'm all for that because I just, oh, just think of Jonathan's eyes lighting up when he finds that we've put 50 foxes and chickens in his front yard. Yeah. Like, what if we got a what? bunch of. What? What? What if we tried to plant a cat tree, you know, like get a bunch of cats from the pound mm-hmm. and just dig a big hole and put the cats in it and then bury yeah. them and there'd just be cats coming out of the ground just <laughs> screeching and hissing and Yeah. That's uh I don't have a lawn. Uh there is a back lawn that That'll do. I think That'll do if it's big enough look. if it's big enough for me to put a tire fire in it then Exactly. It's pretty big. It's pretty big, but it's my landlord's for sure. My landlord lives right above me. It's a two-family home. Let's just make this clear. He's not mine and Max's landlord. No. No, you're right. The plan's back on. He'd be be really mad, and he would make, I assume, me pay for everything. He'd probably try to evict me, too. It's a work-related thing. You could write off the payment on your taxes. No, I don't know if having your coworkers destroy your landlord's property counts as a work expense. I'm they not do sure. it in it's jackass, not, and they get it all sorted. 
If it's not your lawn, you? why do you why do you live there? Why do you why do you live there? Because why and why can't we fucking just ruin your fucking lawn, Holmes? Why can't we just come to your house with our yeah? I mean, our bulldozer full of feral cats and just bury them. Correct me if I'm wrong, but America did win the war for independence, didn't it? Yeah, apparently, except for at Jonathan Holmes' house yeah. where he lives with his uncle Hitler. Where you piss on the memory of the sacrifice that was made so that America could be free from British tyranny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, when you're tired of eating all that sauerkraut and you have to go to the bathroom, oh, you're out of toilet paper, oh, but there's American flags and you hate yeah. freedom. Fuck you, Holmes. You see and you twirl your French moustache because French coward. Yeah. <laughs> It be, because I don't want you to destroy my landlord's lawn. Because oh, because if I've got a yeah, the land, the lord of the land. This is yeah. This is America. This is your land. Fight for it. March yeah. up to the landlord's like door. Knock on it. When he opens it, stab him in the neck with a letter opener and declare independence. Take his take say, uh... two apartments so me and Matt can live above you, and we can all be best <laughs> friends. I was gonna, How do you yeah, declare right? independence? You just yell independence? Yeah, I was going to say you should stab him with a trident, because it could mm-hmm. be like a symbolic stabbing, really. Because, you know, the first the first tine of the trident represents truth, mm-hmm. and the second one represents justice, and the third one represents burying dead cats in your lawn. Right. Okay, Jonathan, um, we need you to get a trident. Now, I don't know where what? you get one of them. That's your job. Hey, look, we, okay. all, we all contribute to the podcast. We all do things. Okay, mm-hmm. I look at forums full of misogynists. Max Scoville comes up with, like, he's, he's the ideas man. He's the yes. Hannibal of this age. I make, I make disguises and I wear them by myself. Exactly, and he loves it when a plan comes together. And you, he Jonathan, does. buy a trident and other vaguely Atlantean weaponry for whatever so you're... purpose we may need. Who are you, Jim? Your face, then? I'm... I consider myself the Murdoch. He's, okay. oh. he's unpredictable, oh. but van, does sir. things. You're, who Jim is the van? He's the entire van. The van was my favorite character by far. When the van was just on screen, I enjoyed A-Team the most. Uh, so that makes me... I think I'm the Murdoch, because he's the one who has to do all the stuff. No, no one you. you are Darkwing Duck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm when the Disney afternoon started to lose... Uh, Steam and people were no longer singing the theme songs all day, and the characters were getting tired and boring. And you get dangerous. (laughs) I do, I do. Darkwing Duck wasn't all bad. It was better than Bonkers, but it was not half as good. Yeah, Bonkers just didn't work out. Um, But it's nowhere near as good as Ducktales, obviously. And I suppose you're the Ducktales. Are you guys the Ducktales? I want to be the DuckTales too. I like race cars and lasers and aeroplanes. <laughs> yeah. And I am the d- d- danger that is uh, yeah. close behind you or whatever it was. I can't remember. Yeah. Life is That's like a hurricane when you're an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> it is cars, la- Race cars, lasers, alimony payments. Fuck my it's ex-wife. <laughs> That's There's good, a lot isn't of it? would like to sing that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk ba- about got... let's let's do man yeah. baby stuff. Let's get let's focus on oh, what's yeah. important for Podtoid. Oh, can I tell a funny story, I was guys? Banned. I was banned I a funny video game story. Yes, Max. Um, I like to hear so, it. Okay, so 
just like maybe 20 minutes ago, um, Tara put up a video of, we, we got the collector's edition of The Darkness 2, and she did an unboxing video, and there was this great little Darkling statue that's wearing a dead cat as a suit. Um, and yeah, I saw that. It's pretty cool, and and in this video she opened yeah. up the box, and there was the the code in there for the DLC for like the limited edition shit that comes with the pre order or whatever. And in about two minutes since we put the video up, somebody managed to go in and read the code from inside the box in a video. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do not yeah. fucking you got to obscure that shit. Yep. I, yeah, live and learn, you know. That's I didn't have anything to do with that. I was busy um, photoshopping Mortal Kombat blood. So, <laughs> onto what? Onto you? Um, on the Vita. Yeah, we we got oh, a, we have a video going up tomorrow of the about the Vita, and um, so for that I was like, I get to make a 1990s ad for Mortal Kombat. So I just downloaded like oh, I downloaded cool. like 19 megabytes of blood splatter brushes for photoshop and just took a picture of scorpion and put a picture of the vita next to him and just had blood all over the vita so i'm very excited about this thumbnail i'm making that's awesome i'm glad you get to do so much of the creative stuff uh on the show besides just be the talent you get to be the production talent as well which is great it's exciting it's exciting yeah it's fun fun shit yeah. absolutely well you sounded so breathy and kind of horny about it Oh yeah, which is good. I can't tell if it's because I'm in the <laughs> or something. Or I don't. I really I have to be. Really You're at Revision Three right now, right? I'm, I'm in the yeah, workshop yeah. again, and they're shooting oh, something yeah. in the studio, and I don't know what it is, but it involves children and a green screen. So I might be part of the next Spy Kids movie by accident. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they started doing that children's type deal shortly after I moved from San Francisco. They were doing kid stuff kind of frequently there, weren't they? A little while, kid. Kid show. No, no, not when I'm here. Yeah. I don't Fuck the pair of you. The week I decide to say pedo like off, just that, uh-huh. just opening after opening. Yep. <laughs> you love all those uh-huh. All these just children and their openings. Yeah, unbelievable. You see, How I had to op- bite my tongue and not just, say it. Wanna, you just want to slip something in yeah. there. You want to bite some tongues. Yeah. Because otherwise people get whiny and moaning and, oh my god, I wanted to listen to a video game podcast and you talked about pedophiles for two hours. Oh dear. I'm sorry if that's, you know, what we all like to talk about on Podtoid. I don't know about anyone else, but that is the reason why I agreed to be on it again. I wasn't going to do it. And then Nero said, you can talk about pedophiles as much as you like. So, you know, I'm sorry that <laughs> apparently that's a bad thing. Doing this is, is that why you want to you want to talk about it less? Because do, did the numbers go down, or were there complaints? The numbers are fine. The numbers are fine. I'm just okay. sick of people whining <laughs> about too much pedophilia. Too much pedophilia. Oh God! Should I we, just. I want to hear what what the people who write about video games every day think about video games. <laughs> well, they want to take us uh, with them. They want to to be with us in a way. 
And this is their way to do it. When you read someone's words, you're not really, you feel like they're going into your head with you. But when you listen to them talk, you feel like they're physically with you. And it's a great feeling for them, the podcasting and the, the internet. If they stuff. were physically with me, they'd get more pedophilia than they get on this. So, <laughs> I literally, I hear you. Yeah. God, yeah. damn it. One guy yeah. said on one of the new reviews on iTunes said that um, they occasionally talk about video games if you can cut through two hours of pedo-obsessed babble. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. It's not, do, you wanna, do you want to talk about video it's games? It's two hours it. of babble, but the pedo-obsession is only a fraction of it. Really, there's a lot of other yeah, things that are just fundamentally wrong with this podcast other than the fact that we talk about pedophilia. There's nothing wrong I guess. with it. I'm in a fucking workshop and I'm like whispering like I'm in I'm fucking like Anne Frank because there's children in a green screen in the next room. It's <laughs> pretty funny. I know that workshop too. If it's if it still looks the way it did in late 2010, it's not like it being in a normal room. Yeah, yeah it looks scary. Oh, it looks scarier now. Yeah, yeah, it's it, really it was scary. Very much out of it's like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre side room sort of a feeling like someone might got strung up in there there's, there's saws a, and just a, there's a bottle yeah. of something that's like bright orange and looks really delicious but it says water wetter on it <laughs> water water wetter <laughs> oh that's perfect yeah i i'm not gonna try to make a joke about that because it's inherently funny but uh, should we talk about video games is that what you want i'll do whatever do you want that. guys you know what guys guys guys, yeah. guys i started yeah. I started yeah. Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh, that's an old yeah. game. Yeah, sort it is. Of. I mean, but I'm on my ongoing quest like to. So um, I've literally played like half an hour, and I just got to the part where you suddenly have radar. But I'm just like, I'm taking my time with it, and I'm really excited for this game. It's like, it seriously is like dessert after playing the HD collection and playing snake or twin snakes it's just like this is such a fucking beautiful game and i just want to like i want to eat it like i want to eat it like a quiche like just like slowly and just i want to make stupid (laughs) smacking noises with my lips while i'm doing it it took me forever to beat that game because in part i didn't have any interest to rush through it it's such a love letter to the insanity that they've built uh, into yeah. the Metal Gear Solid series by that time, and to the fans who have put up with it, like all the fans it's, who it's have really the been waiting God. for answers. Yeah, like, I yeah, mean, yeah. It, it, it's for the pretty fans, much. Absolutely. It's you know, it's just like at this point, I don't like. I'm I'm I don't care about any flaws Kojima's games might have. I just like I just want to I just want to look at fucking old snakes like smooth smooth buttocks and just watch them in the sand, <laughs> just cr- creeping around in the sand with those buttocks. <laughs> That's nice. Know. That's what he wanted you to feel. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's a good game. It's uh it's not one I don't I doubt it won over any new fans at all though. That's not a game that, oh, that thing's your imp- audience. It's impenetrable if you've not played the others. Yeah. Yeah, that's why that's why I've been waiting because I hadn't I hadn't had a chance. Like I told myself there were a few opportunities I had to pick it up and play it and I was just like it doesn't feel right. Like I haven't you know, I haven't played the I haven't played two in a decade. I haven't played. I haven't played three for more than ten minutes, and it's like I. I want to do this proper, you know. I want to buy yeah. her dinner, and I want yeah, to give you... her some flowers, and then I want to fuck her, you know. Aw, that's nice. You're doing it. That's exactly sort of. what you're doing to that lovely lady. She likes it. She's fine. She's fine with it. Yeah. Uh, Mega Man. Mega Man's in the Street Fighter cross Tekken. I'm you, sold. You're all feelings about it. 
I'm fucking sold. You're sold on it. I saw your I episode of the Destructoid show. You were excited <sighs> about it. it. And Jim so did some fan art about it already. Yep. Jim did yeah, this is, yeah, this is the best thing a video game publisher has ever done. I want to make I, that absolutely clear. It's this, such a wonderful move. Yeah, this is the great... Actually, this is the oh. greatest thing that's ever happened. Ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Why? Yeah. I did not expect that out of both of you. You both know, or you might know... That I'm excited about it. I broke the news that night. I was dead tired. I could barely move. But when I heard the news, not only did I write the, the post, but I ended up accidentally writing like a nine-paragraph feature about why I thought it was uh, a brilliant move on Capcom's part and hilarious. And uh, there's only with a vague understanding that some fans might be mad about it. It wasn't to counter the fact that I thought fans would be mad about it. It was a genuine... Um, the feeling of excitement I had that was born solely out of the my excitement from seeing the uh, the trailer, and but since then, yeah, fans are still angry about it, I guess, and they're of insisting they that this is intentional trolling. What? Well, tell me about that. Well, first, tell me, Jim, why why do you think it's such a great idea? And you too, Max. Why do you, Probably why do you for like the same idea? reason that the fans hate it. Man. I think the reason the fans hate it is the reason I love it, and the fact that they hate it makes me okay. love it even more. It's just, okay. <laughs> we were actually talking about it, I think, last week, um, about, oh, I think maybe the week before, about Valve and Kojima and how they get these rabid fans that clearly love what they do but can't stop complaining, um, yep. no matter what mm. they do. So they kind of give up and just intentionally troll them and have fun with it. Um, and Capcom put, played that, and, and Inafuni was fine with it. And I think it was a it was a fun move. It messes with their minds. They're all still going to play it, and everyone else can have a laugh. Yeah, that's mm. that's kind of the thing. Is it's I think it's reminding people that that there are after a certain point, it just becomes fan service. And I have a lot of respect mm-hmm. for any kind of, especially with video games, because there's so many people involved that it's hard to have one kind of like have more decisive moves or to have like any kind of creative vision, which is what I love about Kojima or, for instance, you know. Um, Valve having really just high quality output, and then Capcom, it's a totally different story because they just they crank out a lot of um, I'm not going to say garbage, but a lot of content to the point where it's sort of <laughs> <laughs> it's good, it's high uh, quality content, it's been well crafted yeah, games, but, but they're not like, necessarily looking to make art games a lot of the time. Yeah, I know it's like it's like when you get like fucking 15 extra large pizzas, you get kind of sick of pizza. Sure. Um, but I think that this is such a great move where it's just like, no, fuck it, we're having fun. Like, shut up. Just fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I, my point was I did not think that Capcom thought that fans would be angry about this. They've got a history of being rewarded for making this exact joke. Like when they did the Mega Man 9 bad box art the fans universally loved it nobody said oh that's stupid don't do that box art i wanted better box art than that they they liked it in mega man 10 they did bad box art and then mega man universe they announced that bad box art mega man would be in the game and they're all excited about that and everyone loved that i think capcom probably didn't get that fans are this particular about the exact mega man they want in their exact uh game uh, I don't. I don't think that they're in touch with that bitterness because it's a weird, illogical bitterness that I, yeah, I even I don't, don't fully be, understand it. Those people don't need to be rewarded; they need to be punished. And I think that's why you guys like it. But I don't know if Capcom meant to punish them. 
it's it's impossible to know until I ask Capcom. I'm gonna try to get uh, Seth Killian to tell me about it, what what he knows from the inside. But um, but yeah, I thought I it mean, was a great. Regardless move. of their yeah. intent, uh-huh. we all know the result, and right. I'm thrilled with the result. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of the kind of thing I'd love to do if I were to ever join that side of the game industry, which I have no plans to do. But I would love to do that. Just really fuck with them because they're going to complain whatever. Like, if they put the real Mega Man in, um, they'd find something to be upset about. Like, they'd say, oh my god, he's a shit character, or you know, they, they disrespected him by not making his moves powerful enough, or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if, if you're going to piss them off either way, you might as well do it in the most glorious way possible. And this yeah, exactly. totally unpredictable curveball yeah is glorious yeah yeah it's there's there's like a there's a big difference between doing something sort of trollish and good-natured like this and Mm -hmm. you know say for instance um i don't know completely redesigning a franchise or like completely overhauling something or like just throwing a curveball that that really affects everybody this is this is just like dude they've got pac-man riding around in a fucking 2000 year old oak tree robot like (laughs) <laughs> no one's like, yeah. oh hey, Pac-Man's riding around in a headless Mokujin. Like, what? What the fuck is that? It's like, no man. They're like, Mega Man's fat. That looks. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, I, I. My thinking is that they. Capcom is acknowledging how they are old and tired in a lot of ways because Pac-Man is there to represent Namco and um, Mega Man's there to represent. Capcom in this um, crossover game, and you know Pac-Man is like cute and fun and classic character combined with that um, oak tree robot you described. He's actually the uh, Tekken wood dummy character who can take mm-hmm. on the fighting traits of all the other guys. So it's kind of like new Namco and old Namco together teaming up to form. Well, I'm Namco. furious about Pac-Man. Ugh. Okay. I'm sorry, I, that fucking pisses me off that they didn't use the Pac-Man from the animated cartoon. With the hat? With the hat. <laughs> going, I'm going to punch you with my fists! <laughs> I'm obnoxious and a cunt. See, that's what I want from my Pac-Man. I'm just <laughs> it's got to be the right Pac-Man. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you're right. No one complained that it wasn't classic, just yellow, no-eyes, dot-eating Pac-Man. Nobody complained about that. I just, I really, I would love to make a fighting game. I would, like, if I was going to make a, a video game, I would love to make a fighting game just because it would be like, it's, it's the, it is probably the stupidest genre. It is probably the dumbest genre. Just hmm. more than puzzle like, games, you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because okay. the thing is, no one ever is like, oh, yeah, this puzzle game, like, let's, let's make up individual biographies about all of these different bejeweled jewels. Or like, <laughs> I, I, you know, hey, I've got a pretty cool novel that I'm writing for Bejeweled. I'll have you, you know. Yeah, it's set five millennia before the original Bejeweled game, and it tells you how the Bejeweleds became so Bejeweled. I remember what. <laughs> I remember when what I was, was like, that, that was, was a that bunch sound? of. I knocked over a bunch of fluorescent light bulbs. It scared me. I don't think I'm supposed to be in here. <laughs> Are you on the ground? Are you standing up? I'm standing by the table with the laptop. Oh, okay, okay. Um, (laughs) Professionals! Professionals standing in a storage cupboard with a laptop knocking bulbs over. I'm effectively 
in a construction site right now. A cement yeah, mixer just drove by. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, but what was I? I was saying um, you were saying you want to make fighting fi- games. Fighting games because they're fucking hilarious. They don't make any sense. Like, look at Marvel versus Capcom. It's a, that's like fucking fan fiction. And like, I'm a person who's sort of like I'm generally kind of a purist about how things are how things are done. I mean, I made a big hissy fit about Minecraft Legos because that didn't click with me. But Marvel vs. Capcom is just so like batshit retarded. I'm just like, yeah, do it. Go nuts. You've got a fucking magic yeah, dog, absolutely. and you've got Mega Man, and then you've got Deadpool. It's like, why why not? Who cares? Beautiful Joe, if he existed in the same world as like Cyclops, he'd be this like... I mean, he, he looks more like MODOK than a human being. Like It's just like a stupid concept. And then I love that... I really want Soul Calibur V because that looks just like it's like, hey, hey, what if uh, what if Street Fighter was porno? <laughs> and then they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've gone up pretty much full. It's so full filthy. Tilt I love I love fighting yeah. games in theory. Um, I've said before mm. I can't play them to save my life, but I oh, love no, how ridiculous not. they are. Uh, yeah. Mortal Kombat as well. I, I think Kombat we said on Podtoid, like Mortal Kombat is clearly Ed Boon just saying, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. These are ninjas. Go on, have some. Freddy Krueger, yeah. why not? That's what I love. Is it, It's just like it totally works because yeah. it doesn't work. And um, yet it's got some of the most serious po-faced fans. Of course. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, people sure. complaining, yeah. oh my god, Freddy Krueger doesn't belong in Mortal Kombat. Well. What, at what point did it become ridiculous? Was it some point between the fucking vagina-mouthed woman and the reptile lizard ninja? At what point did fucking Mortal Kombat jump the spiky fetish shark? Yep. It's true. It's true. They uh, It's a weird genre because it attracts two very different types of fans, I think even more so than like first-person shooters do. The diehard fighting game fans who are in it for truly trying to excel at something are real, real, real haters of the people who play them just because they're something to do with your friends for fun. Yeah, yeah that's, real that's the thing. Is, again, we're coming back to these people who they need to be mm-hmm. shaken out of their um, Asperger's coma or whatever, <laughs> where they just like... <laughs> well, you know, they, that's I mean, mean, they that's want a mean respect. Thing I just have to admit, I can't see no, the joy right. in... Once you start talking about, like, hitboxes, and once you start talking about tears, when you start tearing the characters and say, these ones will never be used because they suck, and these are, like, the ultra-tier, mm. and these are the banned ones, and it's like... It takes the joy out of it for me. Like, you get these people that Mm. they play Pokemon, which is a game about, you know, little electric rats running around (laughs) making cute noises. But they don't see them as that. They see them as flowcharts and spreadsheets and numbers. And you might as well just be, like, get rid of all the monsters and just have two equations fighting each other. Just just because you've got to equate them all. And that's basically what it boils down to. And it, it to me, I, I don't see how it's a game anymore, and or I don't see the appeal. It's like, why did you get into Pokemon in the first place? Why did you get into Street Fighter in the first place if you can't even see those elements that make it fun anymore? And you're just looking at hit boxes and numbers and no, you and, need to have fun. Yeah, and I assume it's, it's I'm thing, coming yeah. across as very ignorant to people that are into that kind of thing. No, I don't think so. Um, I'm certainly no, not saying so. don't do it. You know, if if that's well, what even the most off, diehard, 
Yeah, I, I know some very, very passionate Street Fighter fans who are really competitive, but they don't let themselves cross that line to where the game is playing them and they're not playing the game anymore, where they're Good. having a miserable Good. time just thinking about stats. But they, they still try to be the best that yeah. they can I mean, to it's, a point before it turns into yeah. work. Yeah. I mean, this, this is where, like, going back again to Pokemon, which is another game that adults take far too seriously, um, you know, I... If, if I want to use an Ekans in Pokemon, I'm going to use an Ekans. Um, yeah. But then I, you look it up on the internet and people are like, oh my god, you don't use that one. You just, you don't use that one. And it's like, there are like 300 odd Pokemon now, but in your mind it's been boiled down to about 10. And I, I just, it, that's not fun for me. Um, clearly it's fun for some people and, you know, more power to them, but it's, I don't know, I think as you say, like, perspective and making sure you're playing the game and not just sort of... Well, well it's funny, um, I was, mm. this is this is a really, really weird thing for me to say, but I was, I was subjected to the new, the new XBLA version of NFL Blitz, you know, the fucking crazy football game where, which was the thing that separated it from the other football games is that you could tackle people and beat them up which made it slightly more exciting mm-hmm. than a football game. Um, and apparently the NFL was like, no, 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 that's, ba- that's bad. We don't like that. Completely missing the point that the reason the game was popular in the first place was because of that. Like, that's what people liked about it. They're like, no, that's, we've had head injuries recently. We don't want to send that message. And it's like, yeah, okay, you have fun with your sports and your rules and your statistics. We'll be over here with video games, which are fun. It's kind of my thing yeah, that I don't, right. like about, I don't like about esports is that it's it's putting competition ahead of like play and it's like i like video games because mm. you play with them i don't like video games because mm. they are i mean i do like them also as a storytelling medium um but as as a means of competition it's never been my the appeal for me i like i like playing mortal sure. kombat with my dumb friends when we're drunk and we just shout things at each other and it's it's like yeah, yeah. there's blood everywhere and just boobies flopping all over the place and people shooting harpoons out of their hands and shouting stuff that's totally out of character. <laughs> I, and I just, I mean, I don't I want to think... stereotype, but every esports person I've ever seen is furious at everything. Angry yeah. at everything. <laughs> and they, terrible... they, they perceive so many slights against what they, you know, have built their lives around. Um, by the way, you're not perceiving anything with this if you're listening to this. This is a slight. I, I totally mean this as a complete insult against you and everything you believe in. Um, but they get so, like, um, uh, we, ha- we had it on Destructoid when Elsie wrote the the blog. It was just a community blog that got promoted, um, just with some critical stuff about esports. Nothing too harsh, uh, and got no. totally attacked for it. And we had, what's it, that DJ Wheat or... Um, you know, whatever he calls himself, uh, just slagging off Destructoid because of it, because we promoted this one blog that had an, an opposing point of view on esports. And I'm like, you know, they want to be taken seriously, but if you're defending what a random Destructoid reader said about you, I don't know how anyone could take you seriously. It would be like John mm. Madden getting upset because, like, his next-door neighbor's friend... Uh, said that football wasn't a real sport, and then John Madden went on the internet and wrote a huge blog defending why football is a sport. It's like, if you're that confident that it's a sport, then let it be a fucking sport. And don't get so angry all the time. It's... I don't know. I mean... I just... I don't... I just hate that it's like, if you want to be competitive and, like, 
really serious about a game where half-naked cartoon characters punch each other and throw magic at each other, that's cool. You can do that, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to play with the game sure. with you because you're a cunt. Like, it's yeah. pretty much that. I mean, I'll say this as well. I, oh. I, I want to be fair, right? I want to be fair here because yeah. I've got no real, I've actually got no problem with esports. Um, just the sort of cuntiness, cuntiness that kind of surrounds it. But esports as a thing, I'm fine with. You know, I don't care whether you want to call it a real sport or not. It's just a a cool idea that, you know, competitive gaming, not something I'd be into partaking in, but something I enjoy watching. I know there's nothing like watching a Street Fighter match between two guys with a crowd who's really into it. Like, that's really cool. Mm. That's awesome. Mm. And there's a lot of good that esports does. And I think it's only fair to sort of say that. Um, While it's still fun, that's the caveat. Esports is great while it's still fun, while people are entertained and feeling good. When it gets to sort of people taking it so seriously and getting angry and furious at each other, I I fail to see where the sort of, you know, where you're you're getting anything out of it at that point. Yeah, yeah. I think that as long as you're not getting angry at someone for what they think of a game or why they enjoy a game, then you're doing fine in my book. You can take it as seriously as you want to, but as soon as you get mad at me for not taking it as seriously, or that time that people got really angry at me when I uh, suggested that maybe the tears of Street Fighter Three Third Strike aren't meant to be taken as fact and are in fact just kind of a working theory that people are trying to, to utilize, but it's still evolving, and you can't say that one character is definitely worse than the other one just because of how they've done in tournaments, uh, in this country anyway. People completely lost their shit at me for I suggesting that yeah. they're... Yeah, yeah, that, that people, turned me off to that type of people will never, never know the touch of a woman. Which is great. <laughs> I think it's good. I think they will. There are women. Don't like not that stereotype too. people like yes. that. They will know the touch of a woman when they rape them, which they inevitably will. <laughs> Don't stereotype. That's not fair. They will know the touch of a woman when mom comes over to pry the sweaty controller from their hands after they pass out after three days of competitive and then, gaming. And then she kisses them on the lips and they have sex with her in the arsehole. Yes, that's what happens, Jim. That's exactly how do. it works. Everyone who has ever been in the esports tournament or just looked at one has had anal sex with their mothers. In can, fact, can, can someone quote tournament. him on that, please? Hello, internet, internet, internet. Can you quote? Can you quote Jim on that? I'll go on record. Jim Sterling from Disruptor.com says at esports tournaments they all th- <laughs> they shower with five dollars. The first man on the show floor to be fucking his mother up the ass. Definitely, wow. I've wow. seen I've seen it happen on you a video haven't. because if you see it happened. directly, you become one of them. I and saw a disgusting, you. horrible, crude colored pencil drawing on lined paper that some idiot scanned into DeviantArt that had pictures of animals, animal people fucking each other in the <laughs> ass. And you, you, you wow. somehow thought that was eSports. I don't know why, Jim, but hey, look, I'm that's just, because it's what you do. I'm I don't just know. saying, eSports is fine. It's, it's, it's cool, it's positive, but stop fucking your mothers at the ass. Yeah. Get out of there. Get out, get out of there, kid. Get out of there, naughty boy. That isn't, that isn't for you. That's for your mum to poop out of. You have sex with your wives and the arse if you want, but not your mother's because she gave birth to you and nurtured you and cherishes you. Yeah. I was going to say, um, I think it's funny how people 
whether it's like whether they say Ekans is a shitty Pokemon or they say that Jonathan Holmes is a Hitler for his review of Street Fighter Third Strike or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. the fact is people people like to really they like to rally around something. They like to pick sides. Mm. You know, they like to have something mm-hmm. to defend. And it's the funniest thing is when people get defensive or get like like on YouTube. I know we always do this. We always go back to like things that people said to us, but it's kind of like this is like us with megaphones being like, you know, talking shit. Basically, it's what we do here. Sure. Um, yeah. The funniest yeah, thing too. though is I did a, I did a video with um, with Jackie Talbot who works at Revision Three, and we did a, a Modern Warfare video together because I don't like Modern oh, Warfare. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, it was yeah. it was fun, and these kids were just like, "This bitch is ignoring Max. Get her!" And I'm like. No, that, stop, <laughs> stop it. No, no, no. That's, Get her. Work, she's my friend. <laughs> I work with her. It's a video. It's not real. And then other times we have, uh, there's, this, there's this rivalry that's been generated between um, the Detoid show and New Challenger, the show that Anthony Carboni does. And people seem to think that we're like enemies. But no, we're not what? enemies. We, they, they, we had people coming in the chat and they're like, yep, New Challenger's a better show. And we're like... Yeah, man, apples are better fruits than oranges, dog. Fuck you. Like, New Challenger is not a news show. I haven't seen it in a, in a week no, or it's, so. It's really not. It's, it's not a not, news it's, show, right? It's, no. a, uh, it's like a review of yeah, a Yeah, but they, they are videos that talk about video games, therefore identical, like those two ginger fat people in Terminator 2 and Gremlins 2, the new batch. Yes. Oh, I love those guys. Yes. Yeah, They're well, that is what happens. I get people, like, because the video game show what I've done went on Machinima last week. Um, it did. Debuted. Interesting. Um, and mm-hmm. I hadn't had this accusation in a long time, but the second it went up, because it was a video by a British guy who wasn't on camera, oh my god, this guy's a Yahtzee ripoff. <laughs> and, Whoa. This guy wants that to be Yahtzee. I've been accused... That's and I, really- yeah, and I never get accused of it in the written word because my accent's not on the paper, on the digital paper. I don't really get it on the Jimquisition because I'm there live action for a lot of it. Um, but mm-hmm. the video game show what I've done, which is so far unlike zero punctuation of anything I do, just because mm. it's a British guy not on the camera, that's good enough for them to make accusations of plagiarism or make ridiculous comparisons it's so weird <laughs> you know people well a lot of things on the on... most flimsy of bases or they just don't get the joke at all i was so happy uh, about how many machinima youtube comments were just like pretty good review man but i don't think you really got the point <laughs> of the game yeah why are you using prices you know, like... footage man <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I honestly did. Like when the Jimquisition first debuted on the Escapist, and it got like utterly ripped to shreds. That was a humbling thing, and it kind of sort of took me for six because I'd been so used to being on Destructoid where everyone knew me, and then I went to this new place, and it was like, holy shit, they think I suck, uh, and I worked hard mm. to make it good. Whereas Machinima's audience, I don't give a halfpenny fuck about any of them. <laughs> because well, I some know of it's them fun. really like. Um, yeah, some yeah. of them really got it. They have a very diverse they're, audience. They're, it was a real people who split. It was, yeah, it was. You it was know, nice who, I mean, I think that 
I think that for the most part, the people who use YouTube are the worst people in the world. <laughs> yeah. And it's okay that I say that because they don't know what the fuck a podcast is. I mean, I've had YouTubers be like, hey, check out this podcast I did. I'm like, that's not a podcast. That's a Let's Play. You're playing Battlefield 3 and talking about stuff over it. Like, that's that's not a – you're not podcasting. You don't yeah, know what that put is. put that on your pod. Yeah. No, of course not. Um, uh, and, of course, we all use YouTube, so we don't want to say all YouTube users are bad. No, they're all – No, I'm not a bad person. The thing is, like uh, – fucker. Here's what happens. The I second send, anyone – I sexually harass women on YouTube. The second anybody what? sets up a dis- like a, a YouTube that? account, they set uh-huh. up a YouTube account, put in their email, put in their details, set up a channel. They then go upstairs where their mother is waiting for them in a negligee, and they fuck her up the ass. You know what? Everyone with the I'm going to say something crazy here. Jim, you know what? You're giving them too much credit. I don't think even their moms want to fuck them. I don't think that that's happening. Hey, I never said uh, the mothers were alive. I think they probably draw crudely. They do craw- They draw crude pictures on lined paper of their mothers with colored pencils, and they upload to DeviantArt, and then they fuck their own asses while they are looking at these pictures. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. What, are we talking about YouTube terrible. still? I don't even know what we're doing. I don't know what we're talking about YouTube. I think a lot of people who use YouTube as their primary online community are sometimes kind of bad. Yes, that's as far as I'm. People go who are like, that. hey. The whole like things that happen on YouTube that just don't they don't go anywhere else because people don't know how to leave YouTube. Where they're like, mm. like okay, for instance, one of the most popular people on YouTube is Ray William Johnson, and then there's I Justine. Like these these are the people who these are people who are like video podcast video casters vloggers, you know. And they're Ray popular. William they make, Johnson. Yeah, he's a huh. fucking asshole. He's a pile I've never of heard shit. Of him. He's a shit sandwich. Whoa. He's a fucking oh, wow. two turds with shit between them. I don't know. Um, who's I, Justine? Is that like She's Justine a girl. Bateman? She's really pretty. And she was one of the first okay. girls to make a YouTube channel and actually like monetize it and like build a following. Like there was a time huh, when YouTube didn't, I don't think it had or... subscriptions. She's just, she just vlogs. She does some gaming stuff, but she doesn't really know what the hell she's doing. Um, oh. And there are two okay. kinds of people on YouTube. There are the people who are like, oh my God, I love her. I love her videos. I'm going to watch all of them. I'm going to make my friends watch them too, even though my friends don't like to watch them. There are those people, and then there are the people who are like, this bitch is wrong. I'm going to tell her she's wrong, and I'm going to tell her repeatedly. And they don't realize that, <laughs> that because they're they're watching something they don't like, they're actually helping that thing exist. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's YouTube. Uh, people yeah. who are like, who are like, thumbs up if Skyrim. And it's like, you know what happens? If you got one million thumbs up on that comment, you know what that would mean? Nothing at all. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is kind of a place where I think people feel like anyone can become famous, so it's got a certain allure, certain reality show allure, where you think, oh, I, it's just being by being myself, I might become yeah. the next superstar. Well, I but it amazes so me. It, with some people it works, and I don't know why. Like, some people mm. just get a webcam, talk like with a big close-up of their hideous face, and just mm. talk random shit that isn't funny, that has no meaning or relevance to anyone ever, and they've got like a million views, and I, I don't know why. I mean, it's, it's these people who—it's yeah. it's the same thing that's if you go to the trending topics on Twitter, 
And this is this is like the internet that I don't think we really pay attention to because we like know how to write and read words and do other things on the internet. But it's like you see this weird sort of like it's like it's like the NASCAR of the internet. There's a whole lot of fucking people who are really into it, but you're like, where are these people? Who where did why do they have money to spend on these things? What do they do when they're not doing these things? It does surprise me when I see not, people who are ridiculously famous on the internet. I've never heard of them. And then I look at their video and I see why I've never heard of them. But I don't know why I should ever have heard of them. It's... I don't get it. Well, there's a certain... Yeah. There's something about certain people that make their videos shareable. Where you think, oh, my friend is going to really think something about me or, or laugh or feel something I want them to feel because they're going to get this. I don't know why. There's uh, certain just, people have an appeal. People that, like Wolf yeah. War Show on YouTube, who is as funny as fuck and does brilliant stuff and gets a fraction of the views that some idiot who put yeah. up a fucking webcam and just went, yo, 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 a PS3. <laughs> And they got a million views. And fucking To be fair, that guy that guy with the PS3 is fucking brilliant. That guy is incredible. I like how he's got a There's PS3. a real guy. The guy do you remember the guy when the PSN was down and he was just this guy who had his shirt off and he just had his PS3 no. and he was like holding it up to like illustrate his point? Oh, I remember he that was one, like, yeah. Yo, the fucking PSN is down. The PSN is working. I can't play my Battlefield 3. I need to play my Battlefield 3. <laughs> And it's just like, why is that? A, why was that a video? What? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, that? We live in the worst time. These people in the related world with him, ever. I guess. They, they, you know what's? They, you know what's sad to realize? Yeah. Like, wow. I what, what makes me depressed is when I like when I play Mass Effect and I'm like, these people have space travel. They have like incredible technology. It's all amazing. And then I stop playing mm-hmm. Mass Effect, and I find out that Newt Gingrich proposed a moon base <laughs> for America by the year 2020. And I'm like, that's a bad idea, and that and we're probably <laughs> never going to have Mass Effect. Like, yeah. we will. Like, we'll, if we, like, no. I don't know. We, if we ever do get Mass Effect, I think the bit where humanity is regarded as like the universal retard by the rest of the other aliens, that bit's definitely feasible. Yeah, we're never going to get that far. Sure. though. I was actually thinking think about so how crazy it would be if. That. What if? What if like? What if the one percent actually went and moved into space? Yeah. Like, what might. if all the rich people were like, "Oh God, there's too many poor people on this planet. They're yeah. all mad at us. Let's move into outer space." I'd love that. And I was like, I was like, yeah. If like Newt Gingrich went into space and lived there, like I'd be okay with that. But what would happen here? Like, what would what exactly would change if all the rich people left and it was just like everyone else would have people. more money. You know, we'd have the Morlocks and the Eloy. We'd have like a bunch of like like dainty, like petal white, delicate people who don't know what the how the fuck to do anything, who live in space, they live on the moon, and they'd be like flower folk. Not really flower folk, they'd be like probably very, very fat. They'd look like marshmallows or like Chinese dumplings. And they just float around in space and they'd be very, very I mean they'd be in they'd be they'd be like the people in, in Wally and they'd just be brought you just floating around in space and then you'd go down to earth and everyone on earth would look like jackal man from the thundercats we just all be like <laughs> fucking crazy viper people 
<laughs> and I bet that the the people in space would listen to our music and watch our reality shows and stuff like that. They they'd think we were really interesting and fun, but they wouldn't actually want to hang out with us. That's my guess. Yeah, like how we'll like see. how people watch shit on YouTube that they hate. Yeah. Right, right, right. Or you know, buy the new album by so and so that they would never actually spend any time with in real life, but they'll listen to them talk about their real life problems. And what I like shows. is that, is that yeah. there are people out there who a lot of people hate Nickelback. People are really big oh, on yeah, hating Nickelback. Nickelback these days. They really don't like Nickelback, and as opposed to making an effort to find people who dislike Nickelback and like maybe trying to either figure out why those people do like Nickelback or trying to explain to them why they don't like Nickelback. They instead are like, Nickelback is fucking evil. I'm like, no, man, that's <laughs> I like, don't know much about Nickelback. <laughs> they're just, they're just stupid. They're just, they're like, they sing kind of rapey songs. Like that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> That it's just it's, good. It's just a Narnia lion with a guitar. That's okay. Yeah, are they? Just, uh, I really, I really push you around. No, that's Rob guys? Thomas. No. That's Rob Thomas oh, from Matchbox Twenty. All right. Um, all no, Nickelback they, does. Uh, we've we've been over yeah. this. Nickelback. The lead singer looks. I like, can't remember. He looks like um, like a that really uh the guy who played the crazy hitchhiker in this in there's something about Mary the really awkward comedian. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, He's got like a uh, weird uh, neck. Yeah, yeah, I know the guy. Uh, he looks yeah, like a cross uh, between him and Nicolas Cage with blonde tips. Mm-hmm. And and then he's wearing like really expensive jeans. He and also like apparently does a lot of sit-ups or something. I've often thought he wouldn't look out of place in Jim Henson's Labyrinth. Not at all. He looks... Possibly <laughs> those... The guards at the doors. Who, the, the yeah. One tells the truth and one always lies. He's got the face of one of those... But yeah, he looks like a drawing of a cartoon lion. He looks like a cross between. He looks like a cross between. What is it? Beaker from the from the Muppets, and an Abercrombie model. Yeah, he he looks like a cross. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't make any sense. Those are two polar opposites. He looks like a cross between Liquid Snake and a Care Bear. No, I'd say like Liquid Snake and like um. Like like a raw chicken. There's no way he does. And a, a raw chicken, just uncooked. He meat. looks like a popple in a in a Van Halen wig. <laughs> what do they sing? Do they sing the um that that one about yeah or something? Yeah, he's yeah. one of those. He's one of the yeah bands. They they sing. <laughs> uh, it's called Butt Rock, guys. Come on, Butt Rock. I've heard of Butt Rock, but I can't think of a Butt Rock tune. Basically, think of every like theme tune a wrestler has in the WWE, and that is all of Nick's <laughs> music. Yeah, they have this song I listen to <laughs> called "It's Called Sex," and the song is basically saying, "Hey, remember that whole no means no thing? Yeah, well, maybe it doesn't mean no. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even really? I'm not even kidding. Like, it's a pretty rapey song. Uh, Nickelback. Sounds yeah. yucky. Sounds yucky. They're bad yeah. people. But they're bad people they're to the core. But you don't think they're all bad, Max, was your point, right? They're just like, eh, Well, I don't uh, think whatever. they're... They're just kind of doing their thing. Like, the, I mean, I have... Like, I... They're not people, raping. They're singing about it. It's okay. I just think that... Pe- I wish people were better at ignoring <laughs> stuff and making it... Or, like, trying to make it go away, you know? Like, yeah. people just yeah. people just like to get mad about stuff and... Yeah. 
I don't know. Well, I'm gonna I mean, bring I've got no back to big issue with. No. Oh, sorry. No, that's let's bring it back to Mega Man. I don't want to talk about. I wanted to bring it back more. to Mega Man. I wanted to do a full circle thing. Uh, we're, now we're talking about people who are mad about Nickelback who's just doing their thing. People who are mad about Mega Man being in Street Fighter Cross Taken the way they are, try to look at it this way. Be happy that Mega Man's in the game at all, and he is, you know, a real Mega Man character who's never been in a game before, so you're getting something totally And don't new. forget to thank me for sorting it out, which I did. Yep, Jim, Jim sorted it out. If you want to play classic Mega Man in your fighting game, go play... Marvel vs. Capcom 2. If you want Mega Man Legends Mega Man in your Mega Man game, go play Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. If you want uh, Zero, you got Marvel vs. Capcom 3. If you want uh, Mega Man EXE, he was in that Onimusha Warriors, I think, fighting game. You guys probably knew that, right? I didn't know he was in that one. Yeah, Onimusha Warlords, I think? I think it was called that. It's the only one I I never played. It was a weird Super Smash Bros. set in Onimusha. Yeah, I bought it for real cheap, like six bucks. It was worth it. And if you want uh, Zero, you can play SNK versus Capcom. Isn't that? You've already got all the Mega Mans you could possibly want. Let Capcom represent where they're at now, which is a spirited, yet out of shape, tired video game company still trying to remain relevant with this perfect metaphor for where they're at in their careers right now, which is bad box art Mega Man. Uh, that's my final you know, uh, Really, was... really, what would be more accurate is if they had that Mega Man and then a slightly uh-huh. different Mega Man and then that Mega Man, but really little. And then <laughs> and then that other they Mega Man, that. except he had he had two extra fingers. And they were all yeah, in the game up. together. Yeah, they need to do like a Hall of Mirrors Mega Man. Just, just a whole <laughs> bunch of ones that. that are slightly too wrong. I would not be surprised if that ends up being a joke in there. Uncanny Mega really Man. Why would they want the... You've seen the art style of Street Fighter Cross Tekken, right? With mm-hmm. everyone's got big noses and big muscles. and bleh. Why would they want uh, the Mega Man that they know and love to be deformed to fit into that? Oh, you know world? they would complain about that. Who knows? Yeah, They're, you They would win. be fucking furious. You know what, yeah. guys? Listen. We live in yeah. a universe where people masturbate to pictures of Sonic the Hedgehog. That's true. <laughs> Nothing that will is, ever be right again. That is disgusting because everyone yeah. knows you should only do it over Rouge the Bat. Yeah, I, I exactly. knew that was coming. It was still funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always guys. I just I feel like we're fighting a losing war here. I feel like we're fighting against war. the people who masturbate to pictures against, of cartoon characters. Against mostly Nickelback and DeviantArt and also Ray William Johnson. <laughs> who is this Ray William Johnson? What does he have to oh, say? Oh, God, he's like... Oh, God, he's like fucking hobo fingers in your butt while you're asleep. He's fucking the worst, man. <laughs> wow, that is the worst. Why, yeah, what does he have to there say? And it's all he like grizzled about? little fing- grizzled hobo fingers with like harmonica stains on them and hang nails and they're just sticking in your butt okay i should go what What? you're leaving i gotta go that's too bad i can only do an hour i gotta go i gotta go and help clean things out of my old apartment oh you're moving ah yes are you moved you already moved or you are oh good for you bigger smaller nicer or worse bigger bigger big and better big hard big big hard floppy up Big old floppy apartment. Big, big wet apartment. <laughs> are you doing? Yeah. Are you anyway. doing apartment 
for sexual parts on the lady. I don't know what I'm doing. I gotta go though. But you guys be good. Holmes, don't listen to anything that Jim says. Okay. I'll try. It's hard. He is uh, hard to ignore. I like to listen. I'm gonna be fine. Um, I I promised a a nice, clean podcast. Fine. You're gonna be (laughs) fine for all the things you say. (laughs) Hey, I've been well behaved this week, and well, almost. And don't worry, as soon as once you're gone, I'll be taking good care of Jonathan. He's in good hands this week. Okay. Well, take care of him. Thanks. No worries. Make sure he Thanks. takes his, his little medicine biscuits that we give to him. I'll talk to you guys later. Basket. Later. Biscuit basket. Thanks, Bye. Bye. Right, Jonathan Holmes, oh, I'm going to fuck you so hard in the arse, you have no idea. I'm going to get my massive fucking cock, right? Okay, it's fucking huge. Don't you worry about it, right? It's like a full-length child, right? In sight, in, like, height and width. And it's going to go up ya, and it's going to, like, fill you up and make you fat. And then it's going to spunk, and it will come out of your mouth. Oh, yeah, people like that idea of, of uh, having an orgasm, Jim, that's so powerful that it shoots up like their entire digestive tract from backwards and goes out their mouth. Yeah, that no, that, that's going to happen to you. It's going to clean out your oh. intestines. Gross. It's going to be and all I'm salty. Going, I'm that, going to irrigate yeah. you with my sperm. <laughs> what do you that's think so about sad. that, Jonathan? That's depressing. I hope that, that doesn't happen. Huh? Huh? I don't... Huh? I don't I, I don't like it. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I love this because it's like Max is here and it's kind of sensible well, you discussion, and, you know, sure. mid lighthearted fun. And then it kind of he leaves and then it becomes like the after dark pod toy. Like, <laughs> Which is weird because Max is no stranger to hedonism or or uh, inappropriate comments, but he, he does kind of want to keep it clean in a way lately, I noticed. Well, I mean, it's he's not in love with you. That's the thing. <laughs> And I am, like, clearly in romantic love with you. And that's why, like, I wait for him to go, and then it's like, like, oh, forbidden love. (laughs) Secret (laughs) trysts on Podtoid, you see. I do see, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's a real problem I've got. And here I am doing it. How, um, at a guess... How many inches away from your crotch do you think your testicles descend? Because I've never seen your genitals. <laughs> That's the thing. And I no, wanna, no. I'm trying to. I want to imagine them better than I already do. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't see my genitals very often either. I've got uh, my mind on Same. other things for the most part. But that's something uh, some days I don't I even t- see my face for a while. Ah, yeah. Well, I'm going to add that to my E3 checklist then. Measure what? Jonathan Holmes's <laughs> scrow. So that- I was thinking about how much people know that we all have penises, Jim. <laughs> but they never- <laughs> they don't know. They know, but they don't know because they don't know for sure. They've never. They just assume, and they make all these assumptions on us. Yeah. Based on the that they think there's a penis in there, probably. Penis. Yeah. We'll have to prove yeah. it to them. Well, you know, we live in a society where they frown upon that. It's quite threatening to make thine penis shown to the people on the streets. Let a dee da day. They don't want to see it. They don't want to see that penis, Jim. Not on the streets, nope. but um, PAX Prime this year, maybe. Um, <laughs> just. Are you going to PAX East? I can't remember. Are you going no. to PAX East? No. No. 
It's oh, coming yeah. up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't do yeah. I don't do PAX East. Um, yeah, I could see that. I, I I kind of just sort of limit my travel because of responsibilities and not liking to travel too much. So I kind of just do E3 and PAX Prime these these days. Mm-hmm. Used to do a lot of sort that of makes TV sense. stuff. It's a little bit like a friend having the same party with the same people in the beginning of the month and the end of the month. You're kind of like, eh, just one will be fine. Yeah, you don't the, want to overdo it with exit, I don't think. Yeah, the only other trip I'm planning is one that's co- it's relatively nearby for a game that may or may not involve big-headed uh, creatures. What? I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, aliens, Colonel Marines, or uh, the f- what's that one for the Wii U? You're not going to play a Wii U game, are you? The uh, hideous alien freaks or something it's called. No, that one looks really interesting. Yeah. I forgot about that one. The uh, yeah, I think it looks good. Freaks. It. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. I, I'd heard that it wasn't very good, but yeah, it looked fun. It looked imaginative. And that was a year ago. Yeah, they could have fixed it up by then. Yeah. I was I I wanted to oh I wanted to ask this while Max was here, but because Max is like the out of all the people I know in the industry, he is probably the one who still has the most like Pavlovian aversion to the word we. Like here's we, and he's just like oh get it away from me. And uh, I think a lot of people in the industry had had that going for a while, but most of us have kind of moved through it and realized that the yeah. Wii, like any a video game console, has its pros and cons. But he... Well, to be fair, he only the... just started playing Metal Gear Solid 4, so give right. him he's some a little years. Different. Sure, sure. He's got a... He's on a different... Slightly different path than, than a lot of us. But anyway, they were talking about the Wii U having a name change, and I think that would be brilliant because though the, the people in the industry have gotten over our aversion to the word Wii, I think that... A lot of people who own the PS3 and the 360, as soon as they hear the word Wii, they're completely out. They're just, they want nothing to do with it. It's, it's a, like a source of um, real pain for them to think about the Wii. They associate it. It's like post-traumatic stress almost. And then you've got other people who think, oh, I already have a Wii, if they're not up on actually what video games actually are. And they're not going to buy it because they're going to assume it's just a duplication of something they already have. So I really think they should call it something other than the Wii U. Well, what do you think, Jim? Yeah, I mean, the the problem with a code name is people get so used to calling it by the code name, it's then mm-hmm. hard to suddenly switch the ball on them and lose all, like, the Google hits you've accrued and sure, just, sure, like, sure. the general public awareness I mean, there's a reason why they tried mm-hmm. to do... They tried to just call Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. They wanted to just call it Modern Warfare 2. But they ended up adding mm-hmm. the Call of Duty because the brand awareness is there. Um, sure. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Vox Games kept Vox Games, even though they've said that's a temporary name. I wouldn't be surprised if they kept yeah. it. So everyone's calling it Vox Games now. It is Vox Games to everyone. Um, that's the problem with the Wii U, um, is it's the Wii U. You know? Right. Everyone knows it as it that. The Google sort of searches point that way. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be averse to them changing it just because, you know, I mean, if they can come up with a name that sounds cooler than the Wii U, I'm all for it. Um, I did laugh. When uh, they first said Wii U at E3, um, but I don't think it's like 
hideous. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, and, and like the Wii, a... kind of, I'm used to it now, you know? Sure, sure. I, I'm not... But that that's you who have said in the past you don't hate the name Wii just because it's the name Wii. You thought it sounded dumb at first, but... And even when you say it too many times, like I just did, it sounds stupider the more you say it. But you found some games on there you like, and you don't have this kind of Pavlovian, and by that I mean, like... A lot of people have been trained to hate the Wii because they've been let down by third-party developers so many times on it. They've looked at the Wii shelf at GameSpot, or GameStop, I mean, and just seen nothing but shovelware so many Mm. times that they just have it kind of ingrained in them, Wii equals shit. And and it's very hard to deprogram somebody from that when it's been drilled in their head for for years now. Um, there's a lot of people that also kind of have that as their belief system and they don't want to let go of the idea that, you know, it's a very simple world where PlayStation and Sony make good consoles and Nintendo makes bad consoles. It's a kind of a source of comfort for them to, to think of it that simply. So calling it the Wii U, I think, is um, really going to make it much harder for them to ever get sold on it. I read a blog almost every day where people are saying, the Wii U's not out, no games have been announced for it, but here's why I'll never want it and it's going to fail. Because <laughs> it just already is making them annoyed. And Max, it was last year, I think, he was on a real tear of hate about the Wii U, even though... When I actually talked to him a little about it a little deeper, he couldn't think of anything he actually didn't like about it. It's just the idea of it was pissing him yeah. off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll will say what I've always said: the Wii U is going to have aliens, colonial marines, and have the little bleepy bloopy radar on the screen on the controller. Um, that's awesome, <laughs> and and that alone. <laughs> sort of makes me interested. But it I think it is rather telling that when they first announced the Wii U, um, I mean, mm. I was there at the press conference when they did it, and the only thing I got excited about with the Wii U was the fact that they showed in their montage of games, they showed some extra Colonial Marines and Darksiders 2 footage, um, which mm. I think is telling. It's just, I mean, I'm a software guy, you know? I don't sure. discriminate between systems unless the system does something like inherently annoying um right i've got no real preference for any company it's just show me where the games are and i'll go uh so Mm -hmm. i don't really care about having a screen on the controller i just Mm -hmm. care what are you going to do with that software wise show me the games and i'll show you my interest until that happens I will continue to have only a, um, oh, what should I say, professional interest in the Wii U as something sure. I know I'm going to be dealing with in my job. Um, and I'll make, you know, I'll make some sort of guesses as to how I think it'll do, you know. Uh, I've, I've sort of expressed my concern that maybe maybe this is not a good sort of idea for them to launch it so close to the end of the generation and, you know, all the usual Uh, fears and concerns. Um, Sure. But, you know, I've got no emotional stake in the Wii U yet. Show me what the games are. Show me me the fucking Kirby. (laughs) That's the general message here. Show me the fucking Kirby. Kirby's on a a roll. I don't know if you heard that uh, the... Kirby game you gave a perfect score to actually sold over a million units already worldwide, which is not 
always the case with Kirby. It's um, you know, he's case by case the, basis. Yeah, he's kind of the low carder kind of guy. He's there, like dependent. A million like, units, though. I don't know. I think it's pretty good. No, I mean for me. the for a system that's had like not been in the public eye very much this year, uh, with mm-hmm. a character and a franchise that hasn't, you know, isn't the most popular of Nintendo's stock. That's a significant success. That's awesome. And obviously, speaking as a kid, uh, happy as shit. And didn't Epic Yarn just come out in uh, 2009? I was surprised they stacked their games so close together. I'd figure a lot of people would say, oh, I just bought Epic Yarn last year. I'm not going to buy another one. But apparently a million people did. Not to mention they had Mass Attack on the DS as well that year. Yeah, yeah. They've really saturated the Kirby market lately for whatever reason. And there was years where there was uh, Kirby drought. A serious Kirby drought. Why am I talking about <laughs> Kirby so much? <laughs> I think it's so important. Uh, fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm with you, Jim. With the Wii U, I don't feel much until they announce some sort of games. And I, but I, at the same token, I don't see why people are uh, hating it already because they haven't announced bad games. They no, just haven't no, announced no. really any games. Yeah, so there's not really any reason to feel much about it as of yet, other than from an intellectual kind of analyst standpoint, like you were uh, guessing how it would do um, or not do. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. Um, I was going to talk about Kingdoms of Amala, but you don't give a fuck. Uh, no, of course I do. No, talk about it. I played it. Talk about it. Please. I put about 20 hours into it now. Uh, what happens in it? You're a guy who okay. died, and then you're alive. You died? Again, You're, after dying. Whoa! Is he? Is it uh, mythological? Like he's got some sort of supernatural powers? Yeah. 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 Is that, uh, what is he? Zombie? No, it's just a guy. Some magic guy. People talk to me. <laughs> Controls the <laughs> sea. This is the best review I've ever done. <laughs> I might do this in the written review. You're a guy. He does a thing, and then you win the game. Ah. Uh, that's how it looks. I saw a little bit of it, and Conrad talked about it for a little while with Tara Long. I watched that episode of Office Chat, and they're just like, yeah, you uh, level up, you know, you explore the land, you engage in combat. There's different, uh, you know, different trees, different ability trees. And I'm like, oh, jeez. This is actually, they could have called this game. <laughs> Uh, everything Jonathan uh-huh. Holmes hates in a video game, the video game, because it really it gets to the real core of that. Like everything you've ever said about how you know Western RPGs are power fantasies, and you know you you just sort of level up and get better for no real end. That is Amala, like through and through. And there's a real purity to it. It doesn't waste any time. The second you start playing, it's like right. Your goal is to get bigger swords and make explosions happen, and that, that that'll do. Go out and do it. The game really sort of it doesn't waste your time in that regard. It is pure to the point. Um, well, that's neat. I'm, I'm happy that they. Uh, yeah, there, there's a time and place for everything. I just find that uh, the place for just a power fantasy in my life is less and less the older and more powerful I get in real life, the less I care about pretending to be powerful. But Monster Hunter has a little bit of that. You want to go out and beat up a special dinosaur so you can use his hide to make your 
big hammer with his head on it and stuff like that. I, I, I don't totally hate that. It's just got to be done in a way where I really want to be in the world where it's happening. Like Monster Hunter is very relaxing. It's pretty. The music is really good. The dinosaurs are believable and fun to be around. Even if you're not fighting them, it's just fun to watch them behave. They've got good AI and stuff like that. So so I can like a game where you beat up stuff and just grind. But I have to want to be there, I guess. And what, yeah. what I want to be in this Amalur... What's Amalur got for me to want to be there? It's pretty. Okay. Uh, and it's full of Irish accents. I like those a lot. Yeah, it's... I mean, that's the one thing with Amalur. That's, when I say it's like pure, no time wasty power fantasy, they waste no uh -huh. time creating a world that sort of has its own unique sort of endearing spark. And it, there's a kind of... There's a weird sterility to it, um, hmm. but it is also that sterility carries with it a kind of purity where it's okay. You know, I know what I want to do. I know what I've got to do. I'm just going to do it and, and have fun doing it. And and so yeah, I mean, it, it appeals to a certain type of gamer. Just these guys that that love acquisition of power gameplay. Um, and I hmm. do. You know, I, I I like that kind of thing. Um, you know. Sure. I, it does... I, I do like a good story as well, though, and this is sort of... It's light on the story. Um, and the, the story... I mean, the story... Every, every quest has its own, you know, fully voiced story and everything, but they're not really anything that... Just grab me by the balls as anything too special. But I'm still enjoying mm. it, you know? It's... You, you bring up Monster Hunter. I actually thought about Monster Hunter a couple of times with it, because you can get, like, certain weapons that are really huge and... They've got these really lengthy, meaty swings to them, and the combat uh -huh. does remind me of Monster Hunter in a lot of ways, uh, which is both huh. good and bad, because Monster Hunter's sure. combat infuriates the fuck out of me. <laughs> Just, well, oh, I'm trying to swing my sword, yeah. and then the dinosaurs hit me two times before I've even managed to finish swinging the thing. Um, but they, yeah, they yeah, make Monster it less Hunter definitely in Amalur. I'm sorry, good. I'll just say it's not that's, as Monster Hunter. It's... Yeah. The, the combat makes me think of Monster Hunter a lot, but it is not quite that infuriating. Because uh, I love right. Monster Hunter in theory. I've tried mm -hmm. to play it several times. Like, I've tried several games in the series, but I just can't get into it because of that. Because of just the... They went a bit too meaty with the combat for my liking, which means the main character, like, takes forever to get an attack off and the monsters are kind of it's I, i'm sure there's a rhythm to it but it's not a rhythm i've ever been able to get into and enjoy which i find really upsetting because it's in theory my kind of game through and through sure sure yeah they, they make it a lot of work they don't make you feel empowered in combat they make you plan your move you know, five seconds in advance, you, you time exactly how far away that dinosaur or monster, I guess, is. You know how fast it runs. So if I press X now, right as he comes to me, the, the hammer will hit him right in the head. And people don't want to have to work that hard in their combat for the most part. They want it to come naturally and feel as though they are in full control without having to think that hard. It's yeah. almost like Virtual Fighter in that way. But I, I'm guessing, Jim, that they're going to make you very happy with Monster Hunter 4 because from what I've heard, Capcom, there's their imperative 
to make this game appealing to the West without sacrificing what uh, Japan likes about it. They know they have Japan kind of on lock as soon as long as they put in certain aspects that the uh, Japanese fans are obsessed with. So from here on out, they're all about making Monster Hunter your kind of game. So maybe Monster Hunter 4 will do that. I hope so. Yeah, I mean... I've, I've always loved the idea of it ever since the first one. And I played the first one, but sure. I just couldn't nail it down. Yeah. And No. And maybe I've been, just been approaching it wrong. Like, maybe I... Because I've got no problem with a game where you prepare and set things up and stuff. Um, it's well, just it's I've got so to know, that. be prepared for a game that will it's like a. Prepare. It's like a fighting game in the way you have to think about it. Like, you've played Zangief, right? Mm. You know Zangief? In uh, Street yeah. Fighter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a pain. You've got to, like, take some beatings and then do your 720 super move right at the right time, but not have it whiff. You don't want it to whiff, Jim, after the, the characters did their poke. You don't want to whiff after a poke. You don't want to have to think about all that, do you? It's not like preparing a plan. It's like your combat itself involves a lot of um, not following your instincts mm-hmm. and having to go about things in an unnatural way because that's how your characters work in that game. Everything you, you said that. in that description of Zangief made me want to throw up. <laughs> about the poke and the whiff? Yeah. I don't understand any of that and it confuses me and thus makes me feel physically sick. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. That's the thing about me. I know a little bit about fighting games. Uh, I understand the terminology for the most part, but I have no urge to be the best like no one ever was. You know those. you know just enough to get yourself in trouble with people who know more from what I've seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they read... Actually, my King of Fighters 13 review, I didn't actually read any of the comments because I was too scared, but when I asked other people to read them, they said, oh no, everyone said it was fine. Yeah, they I mean, I've been setting up that at the end of the year, the most controversial reviews on Destructoid... And I know mm-hmm. you put that one and the Street Fighter one, uh, the Street Fighter 3 one through for appraisal, and I checked out the comments. They weren't that bad. That's good. That's good. You're okay. Yeah. There's You're some doing people... well. I'll keep doing it then, those fighting game reviews, when I have the chance. Uh, I kind of want to review the Street Fighter X Tekken for the Vita, assuming I can get a Vita. They don't sell out. Which they won't, will they? No, oh, poor Vita. Know. I'm already thinking it's not going to, no one's going to buy that thing. Vita. I don't know. Anything I wouldn't. Cheap. I mean, I know it's had a kind of slow start in Japan, but I mean, you know, the 3DS didn't have the quickest of starts and it picked up. Um, I mean, I know that's not any proof or anything, but yeah. it's, you know, I mean, it's, there's every chance. I, the game's not over yet. Um, and I certainly hope the Vita does well. I like the look of it. I love that Sony's got a good attitude with it this time. You know, mm-hmm. they've, they've said things addressing problems I've had with the PSP. You know, mm-hmm. they've said things that speak to that's no guarantee they'll actually make good on anything they've said, but they right. have said it and recognition is, you know, the first step on the road to recovery. And they've said, you know, we wanted a good launch lineup, which I think they've got. They said we, we we're going to make uh, firmware less painful, which I'm yet to see, but fingers crossed. Mm. So we'll see. Sure. Um, you know, I just wish Sony would let me know whether I'm getting one or not, uh, so I could know whether I'm going to go and pre-order the thing or not. Um, you know, I've got no problem with buying stuff um, for, to do my job, but it's the not knowing. So Sony, let me know, please. They're not listening to this. Uh, 
<laughs> I'd like to have one out so I can cover it for the review stuff. You know, people they always people always think I'm complaining about not getting free stuff for the free stuff. Um, but no, I, I I want it to do my job. It's unpleasant to have like other outlets reviewing a game that you don't have yet. Um, it's right. a professional sort of sting, really. Uh, so, on that Speaking note, of that, did you get a re- revelations? I was just going to ask you about that. <laughs> they haven't sent that to you yet. Oh, they um. That's dumb. It's, if it's not on my doorstep when we finish recording this, uh, I was told tomorrow. So. When's that game okay. out? Seventh. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think well, so. I'm, I'll, I can I can go through that then. I should have the review up before or by launch. That's the main thing. Yeah, and if you need, uh, it's out in Europe already. I think so. You can play uh, European people in the riot mode if you want to test that out. That riot. riot? Mode. I, know. <laughs> I know Toby wants to play with you. Riot well, mode. Let's sort that out. Riot mode. Yeah, that'll be fun. Riot. You. Do you want to talk about uh, uh, dick discrimination and dictimization? Yes, let's. Um, as everyone knows, we do the man-baby thread of the week, where we yeah. go on the men-going-their-own-way forums <laughs> and discuss what the men's rights activists are saying about women, because they hate them, and they're very bitter uh, because of various be- perceived betrayals that they've had. Um but before we talk about the thread, which I know the the, the one that we're going to use this week, uh, we got an email uh, shortly after the last Podtoid went out uh, about oh, yeah. yeah about the previous Podtoid. So we got an email about Podtoid one eighty five, uh, where we first talked about the men going their own way forum, uh, and this is by a guy I won't say his full name, but he's um, calls himself Greg. And mm. he wasn't too happy. <laughs> it was weird, though, wasn't it? Because on one end, he was angry at us and called us a lot of names. On the other end, he was like, come on, guys. Look at it my way. Other people respect me. Why don't you respect me, too? Like, asking for our respect and citing references of other people who share his perspective, really trying to convince us that he, he had the stuff. But at the same time, he, he didn't he start off by calling us assholes or something? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the title of the email is Podtoid185, You Guys Are Idiots. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good way yeah. to try to warm us up to his way of thinking. And he was think. trying to, I don't know what he was trying to defend, because we were specifically having a go at men's rights activists. Mm. Um, and yet he defended them while not defending them. It was strange. I'll just read it out because I want to see what you think about uh, what Greg thought about us. So, mm. Pothead185, you guys are idiots. Uh, this is a response to episode 185 of Pothead. First of all, you guys go to a... Ha- you, sorry, first of all, you guys have to go to a forum filled with trolls and crybabies to make a straw man attack against those who point out the evils of feminism. Yes, men's rights activists are idiots, but only because they've embraced the exact same sexist mentality that the feminists have, which is that we are divided into classes, and being a part of one class or the other makes us victims of some sort of generalised crime that is being male, female, black, white, etc, etc, etc. And I'm particularly disgusted with Max Scoville. Did I spell that right? 
I don't fucking care. Who is? <laughs> Why is he so mad at us? Who is is presented as some sort of doctor and then engages in a psychological analysis of these men, also known as an ad hominem, instead of critically considering that there is a problem with groups who try to offset the balance of justice. So he, he, he likes that we criticize them, but we didn't criticize them in the way we should have criticized them. Is that right? Am I getting I that right? Think so far, the message is um, the men's rights activists are idiots, um, therefore we should leave them alone because it's not fair. Uh, oh, it's not that we didn't call them the right kind of idiot. It's that we obscured the fact that feminism is actually evil. Did we I, talk about feminism at all in that uh, episode? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, no, but I've he, never brought Yeah, but Greg continues, that. after confusing you and Max, he continues with, uh, yes, there are going to be a lot of very misogynistic men on the side that opposes feminism. Hey, sure. Uh, I can find just as many, if not more, hateful comments toward men coming from the feminist side. Yes, the example you presented of a guy won't play a game because he is forced to play as a woman is ridiculous. I accept that. Who's bigger than <laughs> What? 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 <laughs> did we not accept that? Did no, we no, talk he, about? He's saying that we were right to say it was ridiculous. That oh, uh, so he's, he's now he telling us that these we're men are ridiculous. Smart. Okay, but he right. doesn't want us to point that out uh, because, according <laughs> to him, and again, Greg goes on to say the feminists are no better though. Oh. Last year, the most pressing feminist issue was that some woman in a brightly lit hotel had an awkward moment because a man made her feel uncomfortable in an elevator because he hit on her. Oh, noes! He's completely misrepresented. What is he talk- Why is he talking about that? I, w- I wasn't... Saying that's Were you talking worst- about He's saying that's the worst thing that ever happened in feminism that year. Like That was oh. the most important issue, was that issue where the woman had said, you know... Guys, if you're alone in an elevator with a woman, try to respect that they might be a bit, you know, worried about strange men in elevators, uh, which okay. I thought was perfectly reasonable. Um, but according to Greg, it's not reasonable to say that. Um, and apparently that, apparently being concerned that a man might rape a woman, um, as has happened all the time, uh, is exactly the same as a man who felt, like, upset that he had to play as a woman in Gears of War 3. It's worse. The the woman is worse, he's saying, I think. Yeah, right? the feminists are no better for this. They're no better for being worried about being raped by men. Uh, it seems pretty different. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, I mean, it seems different to me, but Greg seems to think they're exactly, well, either exactly the same or the women are worse. Um, he went on to say, men absolutely have a lot of privilege, but you guys... That's us. Seem to be very unaware of the privileges that women have. And they're so pervasive that you don't even notice them. For example... What? uh, For example, on your very own show, you automatically assume that any man who is a divorcee and complains about alimony payments must not have been a good husband, and therefore it's his fault, with absolutely no proof. None of when us, did we do that? Did none of us that? said that. I did say at one point that if a man is getting divorced and the woman was able to get out a court order, uh, restraining order on him, uh, and legally keep him away from her, that kind of makes me wonder what the man might have done to have earned that. 
Uh, that's uh, what, that's sure. what I said, but obviously that's because I only said that because women are so privileged in society, according oh. to like I've been brainwashed by the privileged women. Um, huh. What else does he say? Oh yeah, if you know anyone with a failing relationship, you will typically give advice differently. If it's a woman, yes, you definitely will. Greg knows you. <laughs> Greg knows that if it's a woman, most people advise them that maybe the relationship isn't working. But if it's the man, then most people will simply tell him to try harder, man up, and be more considerate. Also, <laughs> oh, hey, Sorry, the, cavalcade, so the cavalcade of feminine injustice does not stop here. Oh. So, women are favoured in child custody, in spite of the fact that a children, that a children brought up by single men, tend to grow into more responsible adults. What? <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about this. I read this at the time, but I couldn't take it all in. It's such a. He said earlier about us saying things without evidence. And uh, and putting genders into uh, specific boxes where you judge all of them based on their gender. Yeah, yeah. but no, yeah. I mean, children brought up by single men tend to grow into more responsible adults. That's a that's that's a Greg fact you can take to the back. <laughs> and then he goes on in regards to the alleged pay gap. Men work longer hours and do more dangerous tasks than women, and on average, they respect deadlines more than women. <laughs> Also, men don't take as many days off as women. <laughs> I didn't tell you this, but I actually responded to Greg individually. I'll tell you more about that after you're done reading. Uh, and you're going to say, but I can mm. counter each of those complaints with examples of how women are mistreated. Yes, Why you, would I? Yes, you can. Wife? Well, you can. Greg says you I, can. But that I just can? negates the points I've made above. <laughs> What I want to negate here. Wow, what an interesting man. All I'm man. asking you is, is uh -huh. it really that much of a stretch to think that at least half the time men and women who complain about inequality just might be full of bull? I am absolutely not vilifying women here. <laughs> no, just... <laughs> He's really having an argument with himself, yeah, isn't he? No, he really is, well. yeah. He's sort yeah, of yeah. invented us to argue with. Uh, right. What I'm saying is that people should be treated as individuals, regardless of what gender they are. And mm. they should also be equally accountable for the things they do and say. <laughs> I'm sure he will appreciate that now that we're reading out his email uh, about being held accountable. <laughs> the feminists and MRAs are both notorious for not wanting to be accountable for anything. That's the problem for any sort of rights activist group including both MRAs and feminists, because they think that being a group means that they're entitled to this, that, and the other thing. Every time I've brought up this objection to these groups, they immediately shout me down, because they feel that it's their right to feel like a victim, and that someone else needs to be held accountable. And being a victim is the biggest privilege of all, because wow. you can convince a large number of people to feel sorry for you, because you're a member of a large group that is occasionally marginalised in one field or another. I don't take sides in this debate because both sides are dumb. Just like political parties, the same stink exists on both sides. And then he said he was holding our hands by giving us some videos to some women who have said things in favour of men, which proves his point. Uh, just like a uh, racist who says he likes Stevie Wonder isn't racist. Um, wow. So that was an interesting huh. email. 
yeah. I think he kind of he tried to second guess us. Um, mm-hmm. like thought a I'd, lot. Uh, yeah, he thought I'd go through all of his points individually and shoot them down. Instead, I just want to say. I'm, I'm really flattered that he cares what we think at all. Why why do you care what the people on the video game podcast small talk about and happen you happen to hear it's not like we prepared our our political speeches on Podtoid and wanted to make sure that our agenda was we were just chatting about. Well, I think about. he was really looking forward to uh-huh. having like a big point by point argument. And maybe he was even looking forward to having this read out and then having me defend my position and sort of going through huh. points and saying, you know, well, you know, you say this, but I say this, and you say this. Uh, instead, I'm going to go, Greg, you clueless cunt, get with it, you moron. <laughs> That's mean. I, I wrote back to him, and uh, I forgot to tell you I did that. I forgot I did it until right now, actually. And just said, wow, it's a really weird approach. On one end, you're you're attacking us. On the next end, you're trying to get us to listen to you. My advice to you, um, and I also pointed out how he con- contradicted himself a lot um, in terms of saying that you know we should treat uh, men and women as individuals, but then saying all men do this and all women do that, which is clearly not yeah. treating men and women like individuals. And then said that I'm giving him a deadline. He needs to send me a picture of him eating a hamburger, and if he doesn't, he's either a woman or a liar. <laughs> And he never, he never sent me a picture no. of Hamburg. So, well, I mean, the, his problem, like his problem is he's tried to equate all of feminism with men's rights activists. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. the thing is, men's rights activists are just like one small segment of men who are interested in equality issues. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, in fact, they're they're a f- lunatic fringe of morons and entitled children. Uh, mm-hmm. Which Greg seems to agree with. Uh, the trouble is, is he then puts them up against just the umbrella of feminism, of right. all feminism. Now, mm-hmm. anybody, anybody who has even like cast a glancing eye toward feminism knows that you can't just say the word feminism and have it mean everything. To do with or feminism. Almost anything anymore. Um, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Feminist barely, it's been so watered down. All I take from it is it means, well, you know, you think about gender in some way. Like you acknowledge yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, my wife um, is uh, a feminist, uh, but she's very different from, say, you know, some of the other feminists out there. You know, there mm. are different types. And there are some feminists. There is a, a minority of feminists who act like the men's rights activists, you know? Like, all sure. men are evil. All men are scumbags waiting to betray you. Um, you know, they're all going to rape you. They're all going to ruin your life. Um, but they're only a small segment of what feminism is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I, I admit, like, back when I knew very little about it, because the, that small segment of feminism sort of has a really loud voice, I found it hard to separate the two, you know? Um, sure. But now that I sort of know more about it, because I sort of took an interest in it, because I sort of... I, I made some friends in certain circles, sort of more political circles and stuff, uh, especially mm-hmm. out in Mississippi where this kind of stuff is... You know, it's shit for, for people out here, you know? It is. I it mean, is. you've got, like, a sort of very Christian-leaning, theocratic, patriarchal kind of, you know, very men-centric um, situation out in Mississippi. So, 
the friends I've made have tended to be very active in equality and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I took a lot more of an interest in it the past year. And you sort of learn that there are so many different types of feminism out there. And one thing I was taught when I, um, well, one thing, uh, uh, a very learned and clever guy called Tom Head um, told me was like, if you ever were to get into sort of covering feminism and stuff, be prepared to be utterly despised by some <laughs> feminists, you know? Yeah, Be sure. prepared. Some of them are going to fucking hate you always, no matter what you do. Some of them mm -hmm. are going to like you, some of them are going to hate you, and that's the same with everything. Um, and the men's rights activists are just a percentage of men, and the feminists, feminism is a percentage of women, and then the lunatic fringe is just a percentage of feminism. So right. what he's done is he's taken the entirety of feminism, which is just about, you know, female-centric political issues, and mm. said it's one big thing. It would be like saying people, like everyone who champions for racial equality is a black person who hates white people. <laughs> and you know how right. ridiculous that sounds, you know? Sure, sure, sure. You know, there are all sorts, there are white people who are, you know, into, ra you know, racial equality and race politics and, and you know, black people who are perfectly fine with other races and just want some fucking fair treatment. So mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's very weird that Greg sort of decided to lump all of feminism, as he said, the evils of feminism, uh, all of them I'm going to psychoanalyze Greg because he enjoys that mm. real quick. It seems to me that Greg has a good head on his shoulders and has some capacity for reason and kind of a unemotionally charged perspective on things. But there's another side of Greg that peeks out occasionally, which is a hurt, wounded, angry man. And I don't know why he's angry, but it seems like he's pretty angry at anyone who thinks um, women should have some sort of... Uh, treatment that they they can request yeah. treat me like this because i'm well, a woman I mean, seems to make him angry for some reason his yeah. whole he seems to think that um sometimes women are gonna get a raw deal and they have to suck it up that seems to be his thing like he says oh of course pay's not equal men do harder jobs and i'm like i think he about? means i do our harder jobs yeah, like whenever greg defends men i'm assuming he's defending himself and saying I don't know. Maybe he, uh, maybe he's had a hard time with women. Greg, don't don't get like that. I mean, I just, I mean, Come the on, equal Greg. pay thing is usually for equal jobs. You know, mm, like sure. how an actor can get a certain, like a male lead in a TV show gets a certain amount, and a female lead. I believe uh, Gillian Anderson and Dave Duchovny when they were both leading X Files, like uh -huh. Duchovny got a ridiculous amount more than Anderson. Um, oh, I didn't know that. And in a lot of office jobs you know, women will get paid less than men. And that's not harder, more strenuous work that only men can do. You know, you're typing at a fucking computer. Um, mm -hmm. Women can do that just as easily as men. Um, so I don't sure. get why he's saying that the, the pay thing is negligible. Because, like, he's... all men are rock-bashing Flintstones. <laughs> And all women sit at home having babies, which seemed to be the logical conclusion he was drawing. Uh, I'd love to know more about Greg. If he wants to email me, email me, email me back. You never emailed me back, Greg, with the picture of you and the hamburger. Tell me all about yourself. Tell me why you're why you're so upset sometimes. Why you want to email total strangers about your seemingly personal feelings about really big issues that there's no right or wrong answer to. You, 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 it takes a while to write an email. You got to have the the fire in you. 
to write an email that length. Well, he was Speaking clearly unhappy. Yeah, and also wanting us to love him. Hmm, interesting. Uh, I, I did something similar to Greg. I wrote an email out into the world to total strangers telling them how I felt about something. And I was uh, met with some harsh banning. I was already banned from the men going their own way forums, Jim. I was already banned. Do you know that I was banned? Yeah, now that was interesting because you... And I don't know, because I I decided I wasn't going to post on the men going their own way forums because I didn't want to, like, it was so good, I didn't feel I had to add anything. (laughs) But you decided you you wanted to bring some flavor to the milkshake. (laughs) Well, I thought to myself, okay, I'm a man. What am I mad about? I got to find something because I, I take the men going their own way forums to to be men who have feelings that are legitimate. Things have happened to, the, to them in their lives, and they have an emotional reaction uh, based on those things. That and you can't say an emotion isn't valid. So I, I give their emotions a hundred percent approval. They're totally valid feelings. It's it's the thoughts that they come up with after having those emotions. You know, it's like if you get slapped in the face by a guy you can think, wow, that guy shouldn't slap me in the face. Or you can think, all guys and their hands are dick hands. I hate that stupid hand on that stupid guy, and I hate everyone should get their hands cut off. That's how the men going their own way forums seem to me. They've they've had a bad time, and they think they have the answer to solve their problems. Well, yeah, I mean, they, had, they basically had a bad time with one, maybe two or even three women in their lives and assumed that all women are that. Right. Which is a human, so I, a sadly human thing that more people need to not do, is assume yeah. that everyone of a certain type, like one person represents an entire race or, or gender or sexual sort of inclination. People would be happier if they stopped. It's a, it's a very primitive way of trying to sort out your world, and it just doesn't work. But I thought, hey, it'll be fun. I'll try to join in on that and, and find the thing I'm upset about, and then make some kind of exaggeratedly powerful... Um, complaints and and proclamations about what should happen around it so i'm upset jim that uh some people treat me like i'm yucky because i've got a dink i've had a girlfriend say to me listen don't wear just a t-shirt she was wearing a t-shirt and no pants and underwear and i was like that looks good and then i tried doing it and then she was like don't do that I'm like, why not? She's like, because it just makes me focus solely on your um, genitalia. I'm like, what's wrong with that? I thought you liked male genitalia. She's like, I like it, but I don't want to think about it that much. Just a little. I'm like, what? But I think about your genitalia all the time. I think it's great. She's like, yep, women genitalia, good. Men genitalia, kind of yucky, kind of gross. Then I found out that a, a lot of women feel this way. They are technically heterosexual and want to have sex with the male genitalia, but they rather not think about it. It's kind of like getting a, uh, a booster shot, you know? I don't know. I mean, I, and I say this as, I say this as someone who, you know, finds, um, things attractive on both sort of sides of the gender fence. Um, well, I mean, and the fence, you know, (laughs) everything in between. Sure. Sure. Whatever goes. Yeah. An unerect, penis dangling off the end of some dangly scrotes isn't attractive. It looks like an inside-out turkey. <laughs> I, I, I I, am going to have to side with uh, the ladies on this. Um, that, and I do find a lady wearing just a t-shirt. It's, it's, it's a beautiful sight. 
It is. It's a nice. It is. It's a. It's a nice sight. It's like very alluring, but also sort of covered, and and you know they don't have stuff just sort of like giblets just dangling out from underneath <laughs> them. You know, it's all tucked in and neat, and you know, unless they're sixty, and then you know, looks like sure. crangs just have swinging underneath there. But with a man, like I, I can't imagine even the hottest men I know wearing just a t-shirt and me thinking that looks good. Huh. It's interesting. It's also a little bit of an insult I found. If women see your not erect penis, they're like, "Well, that's not very nice." Like, what do you mean? They're like, "Well, shouldn't your penis be erect right now?" I'm in the room. I'm like, "I'm sorry. It's just you know, didn't think we were gonna have sex." No, no, erect penis or no penis is how she rolls. Yeah, many women have been like that. So anyway, I took that uh, that emotion that I know is not rational for the very reasons you just described. Just testicles. I think they're gross. I don't want to look at them. Uh, I don't expect anyone else to want to. But uh, I thought, why not take my righteous indignation, that kind of immature side of me, and express it in a post on the forums, which I thought was, you know, made some valid points that I almost mean in a in a way. I don't not mean them. I was just kind of making fun of myself a little bit, but they, they got pretty mad and banned me right away. However, uh, the readers seemed to actually like it. All the comments about it were positive. Yeah, I'm going to guess, because they, they seem to find when I linked to them on Twitter, they found me pretty quick. I'm gonna mm-hmm. guess the I'm gonna guess the admin obsessively checks the traffic on uh, his site and yeah. saw a link back from like Twitter at Tron Nuts and he was like, Oh, I'm getting some clicks from here. I got ten today. Ooh, that is a lot. <laughs> that is a traffic <laughs> spike for me. And then saw you tweeting like, Oh, I'd love to get some backup on this and probably put two and two together that you're sort of Related to Destructoid and went straight for the ban, like knew that you were fine. Uh, uh, but it was it was a good because you did get like as ridiculous as your post was. They agreed with it. Um, you know, you were talking about discrimination and and everything, which <laughs> dictimized, dictimization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're treated like uh, uh, when you're made to feel like you've done something wrong for having a dick, then you're a victim of dictimization. Our victim is, but yeah, I got that right. All right, thanks. And yeah, they but they banned you. They did. I can't post there anymore. And I assume that if I ever make it known that it's me who did that, who made a post, if I start a new account or whatever, I can't tweet about it, or else they'll figure it out and the uh, ban me just, just for being me. Traffic forever. Yeah, here's a, someone just commented on it. The way I deal with cock discrimination is that I refuse to participate in society, period. If society marginalizes me, I will return the favor. She's not mad about what I said. It'd be one thing if the um, everyone in the comments felt really insulted or if I was making pointed attacks. I mean, can you imagine if we banned everybody on the Structoid uh, community blogs for saying something that we suspected maybe wasn't 100% respectful to... Destructoid in general, uh, but nobody minded what no they said. Blogs left. <laughs> yeah, I really feel as though these guys should, uh, for their own sake, lighten up and only ban people if they do something that makes their uh, site worse. I don't think I did that. Anyway, yeah, we oh. talked about that for a while. Yeah. 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 You, you can read the post if you want. It's still up. It's called "Double Standard: Discrimination Against Cocks." Written by Rex Raptor, who is my name on the Men Going Their Own Way forums. People have, have told me they thought it was funny, so thank you, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. 
They wanted me to read aloud. I don't want to read aloud like you did. I don't know how you do that, Jim. You've got so much confidence. They did want me to read the last line. I'll read the last line. It's time for, it's, it's time to stop letting our dicks be victimized, in brackets, dictimized, and discriminated, dick-scriminated, against the man-fearing and therefore man-hating world at large. There's some of that, you know? They, they won't put an erect penis in a rated R movie, Jim. No. Come on. That's discrimination. That is true. Put that, put that penis in there. Put it, you know, you're, you're doing a new fertility issue of your magazine, and instead of getting Janet Jackson posing pregnant and beautiful, just put a giant erect penis in there. I want to see more giant erect penises. You do. You don't want to see the penis get marginalized to the, to the back room, the back of the bus. It's time for the penis to sit in the front of the bus, Jim. With with Janet Jackson, pregnant Janet Jackson. I think we need a Rosa Parks of penises. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. It could be me if I keep this up. It'd be fun. Can you imagine that? Parks. Jonathan Holmes, the Rosa Parks of penises. <laughs> he wouldn't put his dick back in his pants on the bus. I tell you what, E3, let's get on a bus in LA and just... just Pull your penis out and just say, no, sir, I'm not going to put my erect cock and bollocks back in my pants. I'm making a stand for men's rights. <laughs> Women can do it. Women can get their fannies out on the bus if they want. They can just... They can? They can just yeah, they can just <laughs> slap their lobster pots out on the bus whenever they like. I'm on the bus and some woman just pulls down her jeans and takes me to Tuna Town. And... I'm not allowed to get my tumescent <laughs> shaft and helmet out and wave it in a child's face and say, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? Tell me it looks like Robert Redford. <laughs> the actor, not his, not Robert Redford's penis. It just looks like uh, it's got the, the, the commanding presence of Robert Redford. <laughs> Suck yeah. dick and tell me it makes you think of the Redford. Oh, to a child, you'd say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's never because heard of women are allowed to do that. Women are allowed to do it. It's true. It's they equal get rights. as many vaginas out as they want. <laughs> and they make babies finger it on the bus. Like they do. A, woman, they do. A, a woman has like a, a pram with a baby. And she just grabs the baby's hand and just shoves it like up to its elbow inside her. And she can do that on the bus, and a man can't get his penis out and piss over the two of them. <laughs> He's pissing. Pissing should be okay, too, you're thinking? Because women can do it? You see, this is why I wouldn't be able to go on that forum. <laughs> I get carried away, and I just say things that aren't believable. I thought I was fairly believable, if not for the fact that I was clearly making fun of myself a little bit. Oh, no, you're not believable. I couldn't... I was actually confused when you first linked to it, and I was like, did he write that, or was he just... Was he, did he reply? Is he just... Does he agree with it? I was like, mm. weird. You did You didn't know it was me. No. Yeah. Oh, wow. That makes me feel good. Yeah, I tried to really be one of them. Just the, the, just the right level of illogical indignation with some, you know point of of truth maybe if you're totally totally generous towards the person who's being a little bit ridiculous that's how i see those guys yeah i'm pretty generous though with people you know i give them the uh the benefit of the doubt maybe they make sense and i just don't get it 
not those guys though i don't think i think they just are they're pretty lost souls now i'm getting depressed we were laughing now now i'm, now I'm getting sad thinking about those guys for real should we uh should we do questions soon jim yeah let's do some questions okay that sounds good yeah Kiers Keris Kiris mm-hmm. asks which is the more horrible fan base sonic fans or mega man fans <sighs> well you know it's kind of been the theme of the show is it's taking the worst of any group mm. and they're almost always the vocal be it the men's rights activists or the mega man fans or the fighting game community the esports community the the worst of them are the loudest of them and the loudest of every group i think that should be a group i think the loudest mega man fans and uh mega uh, uh sonic fans and men rights activist fans they should be grouped together in just these people that take an issue that is not that big of a deal or is totally personal to them and turn it into a crusade against the entire planet and their entire uh, identity is wrapped around fighting their cause. Those are the people that yuck me out the most. You just got to live your own life and be decent to other people. You don't have to scream at strangers because they don't like Mega Man the same way you do. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, to, follow, to follow on what Jonathan Holmes said, Sonic mm-hmm. fans are definitely the worst ones. <laughs> Definitely. I'm kind because of a Sonic Mega fan. Man, I mean, Mega, I'm a Sonic fan. I recognise that I'm scum. Yeah. <laughs> I look at nudie pictures of Rouge the Bat, so that's terrible. And Mega Man fans are only annoying when they're angry. And they've been angry a lot recently. But Sonic fans are annoying whether they're angry or happy. Because when they're angry, they're whining about Sonic's legs being too long. And when they're happy, they're drawing pictures of Sonic having sex with Tails, which is paedophilia. <laughs> And writing horrible, horrible fan fiction. Uh, yeah, I like some Mega Man fan fiction. It's all right. So yeah, I guess you're right. Sonic fans, at their worst, are worse. Mega Man fans are getting worse. Ah, oh, you know another thing I want to say about Mega Man fans, real quick. Why is it that so many people, Jim Sterling, tell me the answer to this? Why did they get so mad at Capcom? for canceling those Mega Man games and not Inafune, the guy who was heading up those games and then just quit the company before they were finished. Like if I, uh, you know, if I was working on a case at my hospital for a patient and uh, they, they had a lot invested in the work I was doing, I was doing a lot of, um, you know, the social work stuff I won't get into, but I was doing a lot of social work for them that no one else could do. And then I just quit they wouldn't get mad at the whole hospital. They'd get mad at me for uh, dropping the ball and sucking hard instead of finishing my job before I, I leave. Yet I've ne- I haven't heard anyone get mad at Inafune. They blame it all on this kind of nebulous, evil corporation. On the that- man. Yeah, why is, it- why is that, Jim? Uh, Tell me why they're like that. I will say corporations make it very difficult to ever take their side. Mm-hmm. Um, I I used to be very defensive of corporations. I okay. used to be very sort of, you know, oh, you're using your computer to complain about corporations. Guess who made the computer? Dumbass! Oh, oh yeah. Well, um, I like that argument. And while I recognize that, yes, they do make things, they're also a bunch of cunts. And <laughs> to be successful in business, you kind of have to be a bunch of cunts. So... Yeah. You know, it's. I must admit, especially in the wake of OWS, and, and really, the the because let's face it, we know why the economy went down the shitter, and it wasn't because of poor people. You mm. know, um, mm. ever since I've become sort of more that sort of politically inclined, and 
and I'll tell you straight, like, I am consider myself centrist, but I've been pushing more towards the sort of woolly liberal left-wing side of things. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't arguments from woolly liberal left-wing people that did that. It was arguments directly from right-wing, rich, white, old men. <laughs> and I looked at their arguments and said, holy fucking shit, that's insane. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go the other way. Um, mm-hmm. So I will say that with that in mind, it is often hard to objectively place the blame on a creator when the people who own the content call so many shots and have rigged the game so well Uh, so you know that's why i think people default to it um and sometimes that's right you know sometimes the public well often the publishers are dick and sometimes Mm -hmm. it can be wrong you know sometimes developers do fuck up and It's up to us to sort of work out who went wrong where, you know? Like, Rebellion haven't made a good game in years, but do we know whether that's because they're not getting the budget and the funding and the time from publishers? Or are they just a bad studio? You don't mm. know. You, you don't know. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, so I think really it's... In terms of that, just take things on their own merits. You know? Probably not get mad at anybody is, is how I'm trying to look at it, because I don't think anyone... At least in terms of this, you know? When you yeah. don't know, when you don't know the real truth of what happened, um, mm-hmm. when there's a, an identifiable problem, like a developer made a bad design decision in a game, you know that's on mm-hmm. them. And when sure. a publisher makes a shitty business move, like online passes, <laughs> then you know where to put the blame. So it's, you know, sometimes you can tell and you know who to blame, and if you can't, don't go one way or the other, just... You know, we don't know why Mega Man was cancelled, ultimately. We don't know if it's Inafune's fault or Capcom's fault. Well, I I feel... I think it's a good guess. It's kind of like a family vacation that got cancelled because Mom and Dad got divorced. If Mom and Dad didn't get divorced, we probably still would have gone to Disneyland. However... That trip to Disneyland might have really sucked because Dad and Mom were were wanting to kill each other the whole time. So it was a split. It was a breakup between Inafune and Capcom, and I'm guessing that those games would have survived if they hadn't split. But I wouldn't have wanted him to just toil away and be miserable and make a game that he didn't like and didn't want to do it for that company and then have the game turn out crappy and then everyone's sad. Sometimes it's best to get an abortion. Right, Jim? (laughs) I think it's always best to get an abortion. That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> I love that. I've always said that. Like, you know, people are, oh, are you pro-choice or are you pro-life? Neither. I'm pro-abortion. I like abortions because I think they're funny. I totally, I will take that to the grave. I want abortions because I think they're hilarious. Wow. Wow. You've got some little fucking freeloading little baby who's only going to grow up to be a dick because he's Mm -hmm. American, probably. (laughs) Sitting there, just like, oh, this is brilliant. I've got this tube in my stomach and it's just giving me my mother's food. I don't Mm. have to do anything. Oh, what's this? What is this funny thing? It looks a bit like a vacuum cleaner. Oh, dear. Now my leg's off. Oh, that's Tight little bastard. And then he comes out in bits, and I've got dinner for the night. <laughs> so that's why you're pro abortion. I'm pro abortion because, yeah, because it's. Yeah, I hate children, and I find <laughs> the idea of them being vacuumed out in pieces amusing. 
Wow. Wow. I have a feeling that is probably not going to end up being another YouTube animation. Your description of that. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows, though? There's some creative minds out there. There is. Who might uh, turn thanks. into a lighthearted rump. Yeah. Talking about our listeners being awesome, big thanks to Tyler and Mohammed, um, who got me things again. I oh, they did? Any. Oh, that's nice. I got a skeleton warrior, which, as anyone oh. knows, that's one of my favorite cartoons from the 90s, uh, mm-hmm. which was literally about skeleton warriors. Um, he got me a Racula, which was my best one off it. It was a skeleton with like six arms. And I oh, got yeah. a Nightstorm Predator, which was another one of the Kenner Alien vs. Predator toys. And he's got a big cannon that clips to his waist and it shoots two spears. That's cool. Uh, That's so thank cool. you guys for that. Uh, as I said like last week, it's it's very humbling and cool that people get me things. I was going to make a list like that, but I forgot. Right, well. People do want to buy me a... Yeah, I guess so, right? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Me and Max we'll feel like I, guilty freeloading whores, so you might as well as well. You're not, though. You're giving people a, a uh, vessel. I, mean, I learned that with the Talking to Women About Video Games album, which I put on sale with your song on it this weekend. And I wasn't sure some people were having trouble uh, re-downloading the album for no additional cost with the new songs on it, which is what I was told you could do. That's what Bandcamp told me. But some people are having issues with it, so I'm like, yeah, I'll just drop the price to 99 cents, so even if people do have to buy it again, they'll get those new five songs for just a buck. It's 20 cents a song. It's not that bad. And yet, people still decided to buy it for $10. It's like, you really didn't have to do that. Uh, All I expected was 99 cents. And, you know, about 50 or 60 people bought it for 99 cents. But then people are buying it for $3, $5, $10. Because they want to show us that they like us. And that is very nice. I'm not going to reject being told that I'm liked. I'm going to feel liked and uh, revel in it while I still can. So thank you so much, everyone, who did that. That means a lot. And that money is going to be divvied out and given to all the artists who contributed to the album within the next couple of days. I, I really don't need any money. I'll give you the money. You, I know you, you promised me the 40 cents that I was going to get <laughs> well, my song. Uh, that was one thing. One person... This is how much people love you, Jim. There's a there's an album on sale for 99 cents. It has 34 songs on it. And then there's one out of those 34 songs available for 50 cents. One guy was like, eh, I'll just buy his one song. They could have gotten all 33 other songs for additional uh, 49 cents, but they nope. It's just all about you. And they missed your bonus track, too, because they put your original recording on the bonus track, which people are saying they really like. What? Good job. Yeah, they like it. They think I it's, sound uh, like Ed Furlong when he was in his <laughs> Japanese album. <laughs> they, think it, <laughs> they think it sounds sincere and uh, genuine, um, and that's great. I actually I did a song on there, and I recorded it one way, and then I let one person listen to it right before I was going to upload it. They're like, nope, too much vibrato. You sound like a real singer. Rerecord it and sing <laughs> without any vibrato, because otherwise people are going to think you think you're good. And no one likes people who think they're good. You gotta know that you are no good, and then people will like you. I did so. my best on the bonus one. I I tried. I, I died laughing. Good. Yeah, the 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 whole rant you do at the end about the different video game characters, and then for the troops, I was uh, I was laughing real hard. You did good. Thank you. Yeah, I only did it for yeah. fun, and because Me you too. asked. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate the help on that, Jim. Thanks oh. a lot. This is going on way too late. Um, Let's do some more questions quickly. Uh, Flash Klein says, My brother stayed over at my house and lost one of his earplugs. 
We looked everywhere but couldn't find it. I did, however, find it the next day after it had travelled through the digestive system of my new puppy and, pre and presented itself intact on top of a fresh pile of poo. My question to you is, should I tell him the truth about how I find it, or is ignorance bliss? <laughs> Earplugs. Those... I don't know much about them. If they're the hard plastic kind and you can disinfect and wash, yeah, you don't need to tell them. Because it's not like it never happened after you've cleaned it, if you bleach it and stuff like well, that's that. that's it. It's... Yeah. Things being in poo or on a bum or <laughs> or brushing <laughs> against a bowl, it's like... It's, a, it's more mental than anything else. Like, I mean, even if something, like, had touched a... If, if a french fry had touched a penis, right... And you ate uh -huh. it. It yeah. wouldn't kill you. No, there unless, would be no uh, harmful as, germs. Yeah. It might even be good for you. Might uh, even yeah. give you some unless the penis itself was rotten and infected, <laughs> uh, in which case, don't eat the French fry. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's always mental, you know. It's like, I mean, there are people, you know, many people who don't mind popping a penis in their mouth and you know, sucking it. I've until like until yeah. ejaculate comes out of it and it's goes in, in their mouth and down their throat or dribbles down their chin. <laughs> but if you took the same penis they had in their mouth and just sort of poked the steak they were eating with it, <laughs> they'd, they'd not want to eat out. the steak. Yeah, it, it's all <laughs> mental. It's all context and mental. Uh, and, a good and, way of putting it. Because yeah. I always use this test. It's like... If you had, like, delicious orange Fanta, right? Mm, mm -hmm. So tasty. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's a good drink. Mm. Yeah. Delicious and mm -hmm. refreshing. Yeah. But it, you were drinking it out of a toilet, right? Oh, a right. toilet that just hadn't been used as a real toilet. It'd just okay. been fresh out the factory. I think most people wouldn't drink it anyway, just because mm -hmm. they're drinking out of a toilet. It's all mental. Uh, so what I would say, Flesh, yeah. yeah. So what I would say, Flesh Kleins, it's it's. I don't think there's anything morally wrong if you were to clean it and you know make sure that there were no poo germs on it and just gave it to the guy because it would just be like it was brand new. Uh, mm. it, it just depends on you know how much you think the mental sort of how much the mental thought of it means to you as to whether you want to tell him or not. Um, I would say ignorance is bliss. Absolutely. You don't want to convey information. Like, if I tell a woman that uh, she's got a huge ass, not only does that tell her that I think she has a huge ass, but it's also implying, and you better do something about it, or else I wouldn't have bothered telling you. Yeah, the, the implied information that comes with making a statement um, is just as, powerful, just as powerful as the statement itself. So by telling him, this was in dog poo, you're telling him, you know, I think it's still poopy. But if you clean it good, make it like brand new, the he doesn't need to know where the poo and the earplug once met, right, Jim? Yeah. Yeah, we we killed that. We we overstated that. I I did anyway to to the ninth degree. Yeah, it was fun to talk about. I liked it. Yeah, Mr. Calypso yeah. says Jim Sterling, if you could add xenomorphs to any movie and make it better, what would it be? I answered this the other night, like sometime last week, because I was watching Alien Three as you do, and tweeting about it. And there's a scene when they're going to let, they're going to try and trap, like fight the alien. 
and they set up these like traps to get it. Like uh-huh. they um, set up like oil on the floor to set light to to sort of drive the alien to one sort of position and get ready to trap it in a room. And the way they were setting it up looked like the way uh, Macaulay Culkin sets up traps in Home Alone. <laughs> and i that's what I want to see. I want to see, what's his name in that? Kevin? Little Kevin? Yeah, that's Kevin. Well, that's right. That's yeah, true. I want to see Kevin versus aliens. And have, like, <laughs> the Xenomorphs try and break into the house, and, oh, my God, a can of paints hit them on their head, and they've trodden on some broken-up Christmas bulbs up a tree. <laughs> that would be fun to watch. Especially if he didn't die. I mean, I don't expect him to win, but yeah. I wouldn't want him to get, like, disgustingly um, either impregnated or just have a mouth go through his skull. That would be depressing. Yeah, good idea, Jim. I like it. That wasn't for me to answer, too, right? That was just for you, right? I mean, you can answer it if you want, if you think you Xenomorphs would be good enough. I, I, I like Xenomorphs a lot, too. I don't think I'm as loyal to them as you, but I like Alien 1 and 2 a lot. I kind of want to see cute little ones, like Xenomorph babies in like a Gremlins-type movie. That would be fun for me, like a PG-13 rated uh, laugh-a-minute riot. But they're still murdering people and stuff like that, but it's just a lighthearted romp. Um, that might be cute. I'd like to see Xenomorphs in a kind of a... Nah, no, I changed my mind about that. I was thinking David Lynch doing one of his movies, but he would just kind of beat around the bush too much, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, forget it. Yeah, so that's my answer, Xenomorph babies. They'd be cute. Uh, Darren is awesome, says, what kind of phones do you guys use? I use a pink phone that I found. <laughs> I didn't buy it. I don't care about smartphones. That is, that is absolutely you. That is, <laughs> that is, I found a pink phone and now I use it. Yeah, yeah. That I went is to Jonathan Holmes. Yeah, I was like, can I use this phone? They're like, yeah, let me plug it into the system. Then he gave it back to me. He's like, here you go. And that's my phone. It's pink. Where did you, I mean, you, you essentially stole a phone. No, no, it was it was found. It was a found phone. It wasn't stolen. I it was in a pile, I think. Oh, or maybe it was under 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 a bush. It was good. It was a good phone. It is a good phone. I'm still using it now. I like it. <laughs> it's true. It's a good phone, man. I'll show it to you at E three. I can dial uh I can dial you up on it and make a call with the, the phone that I have. Hey, fair days. Yeah, how about you? I yeah, use okay. a uh, Samsung Galaxy S, which What's is that? it's a cool little phone. You know, it's an Android phone. Does all the oh, things. Yeah. It's got I the like stuff. Android. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does yeah, well. Android's a good phone. Yeah, yeah. It's cheaper. It's cheaper and just as functional. Look at all these sites that got Never Dead reviews up. I really? Got my fucking copy yet? That's weird. Konami. Yeah, Konami. I wonder, but it's weird. They they. Are they holding a grudge against us or something? Did we do them wrong? Actually, I had a big discussion with them last week where they were like, guys, we... Um, us don't like No, they were quite friendly. They were trying to fix things. Uh, oh, good. But yeah, Konami's always been weird with us. I'm trying to make it better. Oh, good. I thought yeah, I, I had, but where's my Never Dead review? <laughs> <laughs> They've always been nice to me, but they'd... Um, I was trying to set up interviews with um, Talk Fuji and other people, and they'd seem really excited about it on the first email, 
And then like three months later, me saying, you haven't written back to me yet. Are you, I've written like 10 times. I, 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 don't, I don't know when that happened. Come on, Konami, love us. It's easy. Isn't it easy to love us? Just respond and be nice about it. It's easy. Just do it. Anyway, yeah. 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 Hmm. More questions, Jim? Um, what have we got? VG Freak uh, twelve twenty five says favorite video game cartoon. Go. Oh, like legit or so bad it's good. I, uh, I just which whichever one is your favorite for whatever reason I guess. I really liked the original Street Fighter animated movie when it first came out, and also the Darkstalkers animated series, because I really thought those characters lent themselves well to animation. But I also love the Animal Crossing movie. I don't know if you've seen that, Jim, the Animal Crossing animated movie. Out of all the things people hate Nintendo of America about, you should be hating them, not for uh, Last Story and Captain Rainbow, blah, blah, blah. You should be hating them because they never brought the Animal Crossing movie out in the United States, because it's amazing. It is so good. God, it's good. I'm feeling it right now. I'm feeling how good it is. Wow. It, it, you know how nothing happens in Animal Crossing? And that's like a really bold thing to make a game where like it's literally the most uneventful uh, experience you can imagine, right? Mm. They did that in a movie. Nothing happens in that movie. It's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm digging a hole. Why? I don't know. Why are you dressed like a ninja? I thought I'd just dress like a ninja today. Okay. Hey, what are you going to do? I'm going to go down on the beach. And then there's just a wolf sunbathing at the beach. You're like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm trying to get a tan. You're a wolf. You're never going to get a tan. <laughs> That's what you think. And then the wolf gets a tan. And it just goes on like that. It's so good. It really relaxes the crap out of you. It's seriously, um, it's seriously almost like medication watching that movie. It just lulls you right into a sense of serene, calm... Uh, problemless fantasy. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for the long answer there. How about you, Jim? Uh, I would probably say, just in terms of nostalgia and fond memories, the uh, mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers, the one that was based on Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, yeah. What was yeah, it called? The later was one. it just called that? The one where uh, Bowser looked nothing like Bowser ever. <laughs> yeah. The big crocodile guy. Yeah, he was dark green over his entire face and had huge nostrils and, like, looked kind of ineffectual and confused all the time, yep. as most people with a big head and little body and look. At the end of every episode, he would fight and run away and live to fight another day. <laughs> I can't remember what that one was called. It wasn't the Super Mario Brothers Super Show anymore. I think it may have just been called Super Mario Brothers 3 or something. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and I like Captain N a lot, too, but that wasn't... When you go back and watch that, it hurts a little bit, unlike the Street Fighter movie, which I still legitimately like to watch for the uh, fight scenes and the drawings are nice and stuff like that. That cami scene in the beginning oh. is really good. Anyway. Yeah, Ultra Iscariot yeah. just sent me a beta invite to the Steam mobile client. That's cool. Oh, wow. Thank you, Ultra Iscariot. For the Android phone? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, well, thank you. I don't know if he listens to... I think he listens to Podtoid, yeah. I'm sure I've answered yeah. questions from him before. Um, here's an interesting... This will be because I've got to... My back's fucking screaming now. I've got to go and... Oh, uh, okay. Straighten it out. But one more, because Anne Noyes... It's something I've wanted to address before, actually. She's a very interesting question. Um, do any of the Podtoiders consider ad-blocking on sites like Detroit or Congregate or anywhere else that renders a service at the cost of ads, a form of piracy. 
I'm subverting the cost of playing on Congregate with Adblock. Am I horrible? Hmm. That's a very interesting question. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's and, a tough yeah, one. Because, you know, I mean, I... That's how I make my money. Entirely. Mm-hmm. Like, I feed my family on money generated from ads. Um, because if... Nero doesn't get money from the app from our ad providers for the ad served. He can't pay me, you know. Right. Um, sure. And Destructor is doing very well, I must say. You know, I've never had any problems, and I've been able to live a fantastic sort of have a dream job and everything. Uh, so I'm incredibly grateful to those who do support Destructoid by having ad block off. In fact, uh, one guy recently said on Twitter that he watches um, Jimquisition. And deliberately turns our block off for them. He said it's like the oh. only thing he does it for. He turns our block off to watch Inquisition just for that extra support, and that's that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know ads can be annoying, especially because we use an ad provider which has like random ads, and some companies sneak on like annoying pop up ones, which Destructoid mm-hmm. completely disagrees with. Uh, we work very hard. Um, well, I say we. I mean, our tech guys and Nero work very hard to remove annoying, obnoxious, obtrusive ads the moment they appear. Um, so we, you know, we want the ads to be there. Uh, but not at the cost of user friendliness, and yeah, it's weird. It's like if someone tells me, you know, I I, I read Destructoid with an ad block on, and I don't think they're a bad person. They want a good service. They want to make things easy for themselves, uh, and and they think you know they, using ad block gives that service to them. I would simply ask uh, very politely that they consider having ad block off while reading Destructoid. Mm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they're stealing from me. I wouldn't say, you know, oh, you're a terrible person. But I would, you know, just ask very humbly, uh, if you like what Destructoid does, uh, consider turning it, turning it off. It, that's at no monetary cost to you. Um, you know, we don't charge for, for anything apart from the shitty pod toy app, which people do <laughs> buy, which again, you know, I've said every week now, thank you so much for that. Um, it really is sort of mind blowing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's really where my position on it. It's like, you know, you've got the freedom to control the internet, however you want the powers in your hands to support a site or not. Um, I would ask if you like what we do, then turn it off. Uh, but otherwise, you know, the content's there. Enjoy it how you wish. Sure. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I'd ask people to think about it. If they just don't think about it and turn AdBlock off, and then suddenly Destructoid is out of business, which could happen at any time to anybody, any website, uh, they're folding all the time, you never know, then they're going to feel, I, I hope they would feel somewhat... Uh, part of that because you know it, it's hard to make money on the internet and there's many ways to get around the few ways there are to make money on the internet so and likewise if destructoid continues to exist and they have adblock off then they are contributing to us uh continuing to do our job so just if you want us to exist have adblock off if you don't care if we exist really and you're just looking for a place to read the news yeah then uh turn it on as long as you know what you're doing then do as you will Ex- express your free will and your your uh your desires for how things go from here that's that's the way to do it it's like voting almost isn't it jim it's like voting yeah yeah do what you want yeah um 
you know, <laughs> as someone who's very pro-consumer and pro-service over um, anything else, um, it, it would be hypocritical of me to get angry and demand that you turn your ad block off when you're just trying to make, a, a, you know, an easier time for your browsing as you want. Um, so, yeah, that's why I'm, I'm at your mercy, you know? Mm. And I've yeah, said this to people that don't like me. It's like the power is in your hands all the time to stop paying attention if you don't like me. Um, mm -hmm. Keep your ad block on. Um, don't post comments because that can attract attention from people refreshing who don't have the ad block on. Because I've had some people who show off. They're like, haha, I'm breaking the system. I have ad block on, so I'm not giving you any money, Jim. But I'm like, yeah, but you're posting which and people are attracted to that post because you're starting a shitstorm uh, and that will indirectly fund me um so yeah i mean if if you want to kill us then just don't read at all because yeah. any sort of view will help us uh, oh yeah yeah just page views alone helps page views us, alone yeah i mean they give us clout with advertisers and stuff even if you're not directly paying the numbers are good enough to get us some good deals and uh um, add things. Um, I say us, like I mean Nero and and, and his team, um, mm -hmm. because we we sort of keep ads and editorial very separate for obvious oh, reasons. Sure. Um, yeah. But yeah, I yeah, that's where I am. That's a very serious answer. Yeah, that was good though. People want to know what it's like to be us, and that was a real answer about how we think about how we uh, make a living. In part, for me, it's in part. For you, it's pretty much hundred percent. This whole internet thing where you're writing about the video games there you're doing yeah. it yeah good on you well you i think it. we're gonna wrap this up now sure man you're in pain that sucks yeah, thank you for topping out a show you could have yelled and screamed at me i deal with people that are in pain a lot they're not always very nice but you were super nice this episode 100 <laughs> percent. probably so. nicer because i'm now more docile <laughs> yeah, maybe. i didn't want to shout too much and because that would hurt hurt your spine yeah uh, yeah thank you once again listeners for tuning in thanks to max uh for staying and then having to go because he's got a real job and a life unlike myself uh and jonathan holmes who also has a real job and comes home from it to listen to more mentors shouting at him i enjoy it <laughs> I, thank you and uh yeah. what am i doing i've forgotten how to close you, show. you're closing us up yeah oh, yeah you're gonna talk Fuck. about what we're working on and Damn That's right. Uh, yeah. Check us out on Destructoid.com. Um, check out Machinima's YouTube channel. I've got a video on there, which we discussed earlier. That's the video game show, What I've Done, uh, which is um, about a game called Modern Warfare 3 Black Ops, uh, which is a funny video. Uh, this week's Jimquisition was on EscapistMagazine.com. It was about uh, how to fight piracy. Uh, by providing a better service. I'm very proud of it. Uh, Jonathan Holmes, what you got in the works, my friend? Uh, Sub Holmes is going to debut, I think, this Sunday with uh, Tyrone Rodriguez, who is the CEO of Nicholas. Or Nicholas, I think you pronounce it. He actually won't give me a straight answer on that. I've been asking him for years. He published uh, VVVVVV on the 3DS. He published Cave Story on Steam and also on the DS and on the Wii. He published Night Sky. He's got more stuff coming up. He even hinted that he's working on a Wii U project, but I'm not sure if I can really talk about that. So, yeah, we're going to debut this live stream show at, I think, 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, which is... 4 o'clock um, Eastern Standard Time on the Destructoid. 
uh, live stream channel, and there'll be a link to that on Destructoid.com. It's a talk show. It's going to be a weird show. I think it's going to be like 50 minutes. We're also going to turn it into just a podcast if people would rather hear that discussion um, just on there, the audio-only type deal. And you can email a question for me or Tyrone to sup. It's oh, I'm sorry. It's holmessupholmes at gmail.com. Holmessupholmes at gmail.com. Yeah, that's a new show. I think we're going to do this Sunday. Ugh, weird. It's weird to do a new show, Jim. And that's sup, S-U-P. Holmes, S-U-P. S-U-P, Not Holmes, all one word. Holmessupholmes, yeah. Yeah, hopefully you'll get on the show at some point. Oh, and I think Shannon from uh, the E3 coverage of the Wii U is going to be on <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> why are you laughing about that? She's going to be, uh, I think, on the. Just Valentine's because of the Day weird episode. underground phenomenon that Shannon is. You know, she has. I'm guessing around six thousand diehard fans like the most boring video ever which is of a wii u game called measure up where i draw a line and try to make it exactly three inches and then you draw a line and also try to make it three inches who got closer to three inches like literally it doesn't get any less entertaining for a video than that it got like eight thousand views and then all the comments were like, Shannon, Shannon, do you like video games for real? Or are you just pretending? I hope you really like them, giggle. You know, just <laughs> in, in love with Shannon. And it's not, she is very pretty, but she's also just really funny and genuine and smart. And I fixed her up with Tommy Refinitz, the, um, the programmer for Super Meat Boy. So I helped them find love. They said they'd name their first dog or child after me. Aww. Yeah, true story. Well. There you go. That's all lots of stuff you can do for a bit. Um, do yeah, if you want, if you've got some money to waste, literally waste, uh, you can buy the Podtoid app on Amazon for like I think two bucks. Or you could, if you really want to waste your money, you could always ask me for my Amazon wish list and buy me a Kenner Alien, maybe. Um, <laughs> it's, I'm a terrible person. But no, otherwise, if you're just in it for the great audio laughs. You can check us out on Podtoid next week, I guess. Yeah, I'd enjoy that. I hope you keep listening to the oh, show. Oh, please do. Yeah, it means a lot to me. Oh, oh, please come over and listen. Oh, and then Lee... I wonder what's going to happen with that Lee Alexander idea. Hmm. That could happen next week. It could. could. happen next week. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Bye! It's <laughs> <laughs> a good ending, Jim. I like the way you ended that. <laughs>